Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, on the app at abq.fm and rockoftalk.com, and directly on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. Got a brand new look there on the TV. Pretty excited about that. Don't forget, we are on Roku, ladies and gentlemen, so you can uh, watch us there. You can podcast everything at Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and don't forget to download that uh, great app both for your Apple and Android device. And speaking of restaurants, we'll be uh, joined by Carol White of the New Mexico Restaurant Association. She'll be joining us uh, shortly. We've got a lot to talk with her about because on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, uh, Governor says the schools can reopen on February the 8th. What? That's not exactly in order, right? Now, I told you yesterday, as we embark upon our nearly 11th month, we are now clearly into 10 months and two weeks, or, you know, half a month, uh, if you will, 10 and a half months in all of this, where we have been shut down, and we've been waiting at the ready, trying not to complain, questioning policies, trying to get direction, looking for some level of transparency, and generally not getting it, okay? Uh, by the way, on uh, social media, I'll talk with you about that shortly. I am no longer on Facebook, no longer on Twitter, no longer on Instagram, just so you know. So that's why you're not seeing me on there. So our numbers, we're trying to get everybody moving on over now that we've got everything established to rockoftalk.tv uh, and our app at abq.fm. So we were waiting for things to sort of move in order. That didn't happen when we heard that schools can reopen, but yet the entire state... It's still pretty much shut down. Au contraire. Getting some of that feedback from yesterday, we hear directly back from our governor then today, who puts out a, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, another notification where we don't have one, not two, but three, not four, not five, not six, but seven counties which have now moved into the yellow zone, no longer in red. So we've got 25 of 33 counties in the state of New Mexico. And remember, this is that same one-size-fits-all approach that has never worked for our state. And now she's going to grade everybody back in. She was shutting down all the rest of the counties who didn't have any of these infections, yet now she's going to open up... Where's the one place on a day-to-day basis where you see the highest level of people congregating? Two places. What are they? Stores, food stores, grocery stores, Walmart, Costco, all these essential businesses, right? And then the schools. Those are the two first places where you want to see the greatest spread. Is this about science and data? Are we letting our reasoning drive the decisions here? Clearly not. Because if we were... What we would have been doing is opening up restaurants. In fact, you guys have all seen it. The level of spread in restaurants is uh, maybe 1% to 2% at the most. All the infections that can be traced, and by the way, Michelle Lujan Grisham, your governor, never got her contact tracing into place. Yet she's making, quote-unquote, data-driven decisions in all of this. And I look at the Albuquerque Journal and says, uh, schools can open February 8th? Well, that that's awesome. Uh, my kids have been going to school since... You know, September, they work in pods. We know that it's been working for them. We know where the infections are coming from. If there's an infection, we know, you know, my son has been tested in all of this. 
My other son has not been tested, but my second, my first son has been tested. You know, I know somebody else, the, the kid's mom, who operates in a hospital, I believe that she has not been tested yet. So if you think about all of this, this is and, and in a PEDS uh, uh, unit, uh, no less. So if you think about everything that's gone into coming to this decision, trying to rationalize contact tracing, shut down, you know, well, why have we been shut down nearly for an entire year? All of the rest of the schools across the country have pretty much opened up, especially New York. Everyone's out having their activities. What drove this decision? What's the motivation for Michelle Lujan Grisham now, your governor, opening up at this point? Uh, show of hands. Let's pretend we're in a classroom here for a second. Uh, 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 Rudy, would you like to? Would you? Would you like to go first, Rudy? Uh, please tell me uh, uh, who. What? What is motivating this decisions to uh, reopen? Because it's not the science. What is it? What do you think she's thinking of? Her own power. She doesn't want to lose it. Okay, I think you're on the the right track. We'll let Dow jump in here if uh, you had to sort of try to guess at what she is driving at here because. Clearly not a data-driven decision. In the uh, preceding six weeks, this has not been the best time to open up. The deaths at an all-time high, although infections suddenly starting to slow down, I believe that we could suggest that she controls the numbers uh, to a certain degree. Or she's advocating for everybody to get tested. Uh, this has been one of those flu seasons which nobody gets the flu. I mean, does anybody even know what the flu is anymore? The only thing that people get impacted with, with COVID. So, Dowd, uh, what's driving this decision? Uh, there's a gentleman who lives rent-free in the minds of all progressive uh, lunatics like uh, MLG, and uh, he's not president anymore. So I think there may be an element of orange man gone, your kids go back to school. I would uh, like to yell bingo at this point. Okay. Yeah, bingo. There is uh, zero doubt that it is anything besides that, because there's no rhyme or reason to that. And what the Democrats are really good at doing, besides stealing... Besides taking, and remember when you steal, like, well, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. All they have to do, and they, you learn this in groupthink. You ever see gangs operate, right? Who, who ends up getting murdered in the gangs? Anybody know? The snitch. The guy who, like, and, and who ends up getting Arkansas? The snitch. Each and every time. What, what, how many Arkansas do we have now? About 74, 75, right? But they're all good at keeping their mouths shut. No, no, I did. don't let it. Eddie, don't let anybody know we told you this. Eddie, don't. No, no, I'm a Democrat, but, you know, I can't stay with the Democrats. Anymore. Eddie, don't let anybody know that we told you this. I get that all the time. Well, as a former Democrat, knowing that, uh, we all know that they all know to shut up. Or they get the punishment. They get led. They get the example made of. You see this type of uh, mentality in mafias, right? What happens? Right, Joe Pesci walks into the room. I eh, did the wrong thing. And sometimes they never forget. They never forget. So those snitches, they get stitches. And so they're all good at keeping their mouths shut. And none of them, not a single Democrat will admit what's actually driving this is politics. They're happy to mask up one one layer, two layers. They're happy to go ahead and stay home. They're happy to go ahead and say, hey, I don't want to get COVID. They're happy to go ahead, oh, oh I, I can't go to work. I can't go to school. I can't do this. I couldn't do it. Nobody is afraid of COVID. Exactly zero people are afraid of COVID. Exactly zero. I got a statistic here for the day. The number of people in New Mexico that are currently afraid of COVID is zero. 
Zero. That that's the number, okay? If you get it, well, I was I was old anyway. I was fat anyway. I had uh, comorbidities anyway. You're a murderer. You didn't wear your mask. You're a murderer. You, no, what, uh, I'm a murderer. You didn't stay home. What what are we talking about here? Didn't the governor tell you to stay in if you have comorbidities? And the governor tell you, tell you to stay at home? I mean, this is really just reason and accountability occurring at this point. So now we see the schools. Hey, everybody. Time to be happy. Michelle Lujan Grisham did her job. Time for the governor to go ahead and reopen the schools. Now, if it was really that good, why did the governor take down her original video? Doubt, I asked you to look into this just a little bit, and Joe Monahan wrote about this. The, the technical snafus, right? The tech mess and more. Well, I'm glad you pointed it out, Joe. Uh... We're getting this from your uh, liberal leftist blogger out there. Governor pointed out that the budget calls, and even the governor was plotting through her speech, the state was reporting unemployment, the tech mess. Back at the state of the state, it was appropriate that the presentation was a technical mess. Do you want me to tell you what happened? Really easy. Really, really easy. The governor's Facebook was unable to post the video at the announced time, and when the TV websites went to the video after an introduction by the eGolf, viewers got a frozen picture of the gov. Viewers of the year's remote legislation legislator used the technical screw-ups of too many students who have been battling with inferior technology at home. Uh, I wouldn't say that that was probably the obvious thing. The obvious thing was the governor was getting probably more negative comments than she has ever received on any on any video that she has done. So they took it down. The criticism was too much. She looked too bad as she was sitting there reading her speech, as she skipped over oil and gas, as she skipped over the small businesses being destroyed, as she skipped over the restaurants that were not going to be reopened. She was happy to skip her way into talking about the Energy Transition Act and progressive movement and the businesses that are relocating here and the fact that a, a company like Netflix, who's getting millions of dollars and reaping billions of dollars worth of rewards on the market and everybody sits at home, puts their feet up on the couch, eating bonbons while they're quote-unquote working all day. She couldn't say that stuff with a straight face because she knew that it didn't resonate with the people, and they were letting her have it. Yeah, that was happening. You know how many phone calls I got? One lady text, uh, texted me this morning. I'm like, I need to know more about that. I need to know more. Just had something to share. I was on Zoom with my teachers to see they were freaking out about starting school. They don't want to go back. It's like a comedy show. They want to make sure everybody is vaccinated before they go to school. Straight out of the Democrat Party playbook. Michelle Lujan Grisham removed the original Facebook of her speech and then added it back with all the clean slate of comments later. If you commented on that and you were, I know, taking people on as some of you were, all of your comments were removed. You were sanitized. You were banned there from making any comments that would reflect negatively, reflect badly on Michelle Lujan Grisham and the job that she's done. The famous movie, As Good As It Gets, it could not get as bad as this. Jack Nicholson famously quoted, How do I write a woman? <laughs> oh, I know this one. Go ahead, Dow. I'll, I'll let you have at it. I write for a man, and I take away reason and accountability. There you go. 
There is no reason driving the reopening of schools of February 8th. The reopening of schools should have happened back in September. Our neighboring states are all open at this point. We're the last to open. We're the sixth least dense, fourth least populous per square mile. And we're barely reopening, and we have one of the highest rate of infection growth in the entire country. So to get to this point, would you think that we were improving? Well, five counties certainly are, or seven counties certainly are, seven out of the 33. But we're going to make a one-size-fits-all approach across the entire state now, aren't we? Yes, the entire state can now reopen February 8th. But guess what? The teachers and their brilliant thinking, they also see this, and they're going to keep those schools shut down. Rio Rancho put out a uh, little memo, and they stated, don't think that we're going to reopen. Even as good as Rio Rancho is for all the politics that, that, that they're doing, they pretty much wiped out the year as well. And what they know is many of their students at their finest five schools in the entire state, there's two of them that are consistently ranked uh, near the top, and that's Cleveland and Rio Rancho. Many of their athletes, as I'm now finding out, have picked up and left the state, gone to either Texas or Arizona, a couple to Colorado. All right, so uh, that that concludes the monologue portion of this, and I'll get to Carol White uh, here in a moment. So I do have some news that I have to relay to each and every one of you. Uh, as of yesterday, you're not picking up any of this stuff on Facebook. Uh, you're not seeing me on Twitter. Uh, you're no longer seeing me. I finally backed up my entire profile, saved it, all 11 years in the case of Twitter, all ten and a half years in the case of Facebook, uh, my Instagram completely and totally wiped out, literally within two minutes. Just wiped, gone, kaput, done, gonzo. I am totally deplatformed as far as social media with the exception of one thing, and that's LinkedIn. So if you want to do business with me, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn, and that's the best way to go ahead and do any sort of social media. Imagine for a moment, and this sort of occurred to me as I de-platform, de-social network. And now you can find us, just type in Rock of Talk anywhere, rockoftalk.tv, okay? There's two things that immediately struck me. One, there's all these people who used to run around. And remember they used to throw out, oh, I know a social, I know an internet guru. I know a social media guru. I know these gurus, they know how to get through. And like, all these guys are like, well, I know this guru, and he's really good at uh, search engine optimization, and he can get you to the top of the Google rankings. He can get you to the top of this ranking, this ranking. You know what? All of that, out the door. Bye-bye. All those politically correct businesses who are trying to find their way to the search engine optimization race, gone. If you spend money on social media or you're looking to go ahead and get to the top of the rankings on Yelp and all the rest of that doodad, that's not business anymore. That's, hey, here's your friends and buddies. Here they are pushing you to the front because you have the right business. One of the guys who has spent the most amount of time on radio and television and has done a tremendous job got banned off of all of social media just today. Mike Lindell, my pillow. He's a little bit wacky. I've got to say uh, he's not a guy that I'd ever want to hang out or have a beer with, but I do like his support for Donald Trump. just find him completely dorky. I do own his, his products. I do purchase my pillows, and now I will tell you the only pillow that I will buy is a my pillow. Kohl's today came out. My friends were texting me and including me in their looped text chats, and by the way, that is the way to go now. It's all direct text now. 
So if you want to get in touch with me, right there at the bottom, 550-5500, you can see it right there. Our website, rockoftalk.com. You can get our stuff will never be banned on SoundCloud. Our, our speech is protected. You'll never see our, our uh, channel be removed off of, off of Roku. We'll be right there. We are one step away from maybe not even having to use App- Apple and Amazon are the only two that say, well, you, you need to go back to the drawing board. We haven't approved you yet. I've been rejected by Apple twice in the last 48 hours on my app. They're going to make it next to impossible for me to get back so I can basically have a platform. I'm like, that's okay. I have the radio anyway. <laughs> that's okay. I have my Roku anyway. That's okay. I've got SoundCloud, a place where people can connect to me. That's okay. I've got the best number in the business, 550-5500. So for all of you who built your business around social media, for all of you who spent all the hundreds of thousands, who knows, millions of dollars trying to promote yourself and get likes and get retweets and real I, I never got into that not one time this radio station was never built with any sort of social media oh i got to find you on social media there was guys i'd never even answer on social media not because i do it in, in terms of the prioritization on the to, uh, of the totem pole it never happened i never got myself to a point where you know i was dependent upon that people can call direct and it's an unscreened phone call they come straight onto the air that's a good thing we all like that direct contact how many of you today can pick up your congressman or your senator or even your elected, your your little elected leaders up in Santa Fe, your representatives and your senators there. How many of you right now can pick up the phone and text them? Yeah, you don't even know how to do that. And they don't provide their phone numbers. How many of you can pick up and call them? Yeah, you can call me right now, right this instant. How many of you can send them an email? Well, it's right there on my website. And I read every single one of my emails. That's one thing I do do. I read emails and I pick up the damn phone. Those are two things that I do do. If you call, I'll answer the phone. How many? Social media has been a substitute. Becoming a search engine optimizer has basically resulted in a substitute. I am so happy that all those social media gurus are now gone. And I hope every single one of them goes down in flames. And you did hear me right, and you heard me say that. There's one woman in particular who operates in political circles. Her whole entire business is built around social media and networking and gossiping. Making random posts about stuff she knows nothing about. And she knows exactly who I'm talking about, and I'm not finished with her yet. Let me make this abundantly clear to everybody. This reset is ten times better if you know what you're doing for conservatives than it could ever be for liberals. The liberals are willing to sacrifice. I made the comparison yesterday. They'll go full-on jihad. And I don't care if you feel like you're offended by that. They'll go full jihad on this. And they're willing to self-sacrifice, stay at home, not take a paycheck, blow up their own businesses as if it means Orange Man is bad, and he doesn't have to be in the White House yesterday. You have a governor that reflects exactly what I just said. She'll go full jihad, and she'll do the very same thing and say, well, we'll blow up the entire state, we'll set the example, we'll be better than everybody else, we'll get every single person tested, we'll put a mask on every single person, we'll make sure we get every single person vaccinated, as long as it means that we get to prove Donald Trump wrong. And we listen to the science, to the data, to the reasoning. Well, I can tell you one industry that doesn't agree with that. That's the New Mexico restaurant industry. Shambles. 
I can tell you what businesses should have opened way before the schools, and that's restaurants. Restaurants are open in Arizona. Restaurants are open in Utah. Restaurants are open in Texas. Restaurants are open in Colorado. Restaurants are open in South Carolina, North Carolina. Restaurants are open in New York City. Get a rope. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I'm feeling it today, folks, because I am no longer on social media. So I'm on the number one social media platform here in the state of New Mexico, and that's this radio station and uh, this platform uh, now on Roku. Yes, I'm not going to plug it, but we are on fire. Uh, not not literally. I mean, Amazon Fire TV. So, yes, it will be on Apple TV, but you're not going to hear me plug them either. Uh, we already bought it. We already set it up. We already put all the technical engineering mumbo-jumbo know-how into that stuff. And I'll tell you one thing I didn't need. I didn't need some tech guru, some social media connector. Let's get out and let's make your reputation. We'll, we'll build you up out there. No, I don't need that. I'll stand on my own two legs. 27 here in the Kiva, back and forth. It's better known as IPS. International Protective Service, IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service, IPS, providing peace of mind in an ever-changing world. Visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now. 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at Zanetti financial.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application of funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. 
And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Life Spring at Salon Helena with Albuquerque's Healthy Salt Spa. 30 minutes in this salt spa can alleviate symptoms from asthma and bronchitis, improve symptoms from colds, flu, and sinus infection. See more. iBreatheSalt.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. All right, time to put things together. So why don't we start with the weather, which means really a great-looking rest of the week. I, I think by Sunday they say we'll be up to 57 degrees. I'll take it. Right now, 43 degrees in Corrales. It's 42 at Kirtland Air Force Base and 40 degrees at the Rock of Talk. Now, getting away from Kirtland Air Force Base, a little bit of a challenge right now. Eubank seems to be the out-of-choice right now because people from Chico up to I-40, that's going to be slower than normal. As far as Wyoming, that's still looking okay and not too bad on Juan Tabot. All right, uh, dealt with that accident on I-40 westbound at uh, A Street. That's gone, but traffic still trying to recover from that, so it's still a little bit lethargic all the way back to the big eye. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Monte Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. How can someone have the largest selection of blends, the largest selection of prices? Well, it's because they got the biggest humidor in the southwest. That's the secret at Monte Cigar Shop. The temperature control gives you about 2,000 different kinds of cigars you can get. Monte Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 432 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA on the app and the web at abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. And don't forget, we are now live on rockoftalk.tv right on your app. Uh, you can pull that up and, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle. You'll see it right there and uh, you'll see us pop in. And now we're going to bring in uh, Carol White, who is had one. You think you've had a, a rough year? Nobody's, uh, in my opinion, had a rougher year than the restaurants and the restaurant association uh, at that. And, it's been tough uh, for Carol and the uh, the crew, uh, and that is their crew of uh, over 3,000, I believe, 500 restaurants. And yesterday, uh, Carol, uh, the governor, uh, made some moves about these schools can reopen February 8th. And I'm like, wow, why? I would have thought that the restaurants would have been open uh, way before that. Um, but there's a, a pecking order here, and I'd like to sort of kind of understand things from your perspective and from the perspective of the restaurants uh, who are trying to survive even now into 2021. Sure, I'll do my best to help you understand. Um, you know, uh, you, you did notice that we had seven counties open to a yellow level, which at least gets people dining indoors. So we're excited about that. And 
I actually got something from the health department of uh, Albuquerque today, and they said if we can get some more people, and especially people who don't have COVID, to test, we can get the rate down in um, Bernalillo as well and get restaurants in Albuquerque reopened. Uh, what does it look like right now for those seven counties? They've moved from uh, red to yellow. So what does that mean for the restaurants uh, there, Carol? Well, it means that they can bring people in from outdoors. So they had a 25% outdoor limit uh, previous to this. At a yellow level, they, they can bring 25% indoors and seven, have 75% outdoors. And, and honestly, you know, in the middle of winter, really, does outdoor dining um, really matter? And and to some it does, but it's it's not very helpful. And the 25% indoor, however, is very helpful. I'm already getting questions, and we'll get to those uh, from our audience and uh, people out there who want to know about how the patios are being handled. I've been uh, talking about the El Pinto and uh, what has recently happened with them, Carol, and they... Uh, got a shutdown order that came from the state police and a lot of people wanting to find out what works for patios what doesn't work for patios and you know, i hear you what you're saying it's just it's hard to dine out uh currently current temperature doubt is what 34 degrees uh it's been pretty pretty windy yeah it's uh, 40 degrees <laughs> 40 right now degrees. outside it's uh, pretty Ooh. hard to dine in that like that uh, but uh let us understand what these sort of uh patio restrictions are what they can and can't do so they're ever-changing, as usual, but, um, you know, the outdoor dining, you had to have three sides enclosed um, unless you had a top that wasn't there. There's all kinds of things. So you can't have all four sides enclosed. That would be indoor dining. Wow. Um, and in New Mexico, uh, three sides enclosed actually uh, was not not allowed. So you have to have at least three sides open, which means you're dining El Fresco and it's just impossible. So I'm, <laughs> I, I almost followed you. Uh, I can't imagine how incredibly difficult that must be for restaurants uh, and whether they even know that they would be in violation. I remember uh, the governor back in September saying that they had to go through a type of training uh, in order to get certified so that they could reopen. Was this uh, understanding of shapes and science, 10th uh, 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 grade geometry involved in all that? And I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, because it was sort of hard to follow. At that time, I think there was a different criteria for outdoor dining, um, and then they've changed it since then. And honestly, I don't think people have kept up. I don't think restaurants have kept up. I've seen a lot of restaurants that have three or four enclosed sides, and um, I think they're just they're just biding their time until an enforcement agency comes out and serves them with uh, cease and desist. Well, I'm so glad that these restaurants have made so much money that they can afford to just sit there and bide their time. Uh, I'm sure they're just uh, counting the the Benjamins uh, while they're going to the bank and just uh, they're they're rolling in the money. I've heard some people even put out they're doing better because they have no labor and uh, they can just serve takeout now. That's actually better for them in some ways. Uh, put some uh, dispel some of these myths uh, that are out there and tell us about the uh, sad uh, toward reality for these restaurants, Carol. Well, I'm going to give that a little bit of cre credence. If you think about it, there's a lot of uh, the takeout restaurants, excuse me, the uh, quick service restaurants with the drive-throughs. 
if they don't have to open their lobbies, they are saving a lot of money. But the restaurants that have sit-down restaurants that have some takeout capability are not doing well at all. And those are those are all of those wonderful restaurants, you know, like Garcia's and and other small restaurants that have servers and diners you dine in, Wex. I mean, think of the restaurants out there that are not doing well. Um, and for Wex not to have employees and just to be doing a few takeouts a day is not keeping them above water. Our, I should say, we are now in the legislative session. We've got legislators finally in session while these things uh, have been taking place. This is something that we've wanted. Uh, Dowd, uh, step in here just for a moment in, in terms of providing some sort of lucidity and clarification on what I'm about to say. But if I'm not mistaken, the emergency orders that came from the governor uh, in order to relay them or continue them going forward, is that the right words? Uh, doesn't the legislature have to be in session, Dowd, in order for that to happen? And they, they never actually had a session. They were supposed to have a special session last year. Right. They called that off. Uh, two days ago, uh, the legislators decided to go ahead and call it off again after they got a, a, a vote on a, the bills that they wanted to get. Uh, help me understand the emergency orders, emergency powers for the governor, Dowd. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll kick it to Carol. I mean, I, 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 did, I did some research, Eddie, on the, because you'd asked me about the, uh, and I wanted to ask Carol about this, the, right. the, the food permits and, and the kind of selective enforcement on this. And I wanted to get an update from Carol because back in the summer, and I, we, haven't, we haven't spoken to Carol in a long time, um, restaurants were actually losing their food permits. Uh, and they were shutting down, um, I think there was a, a number of them were shut down in the southeastern. So you had the three Pizza Inn franchises. Uh, two in Carlsbad, one in Hobbs, a Trinity Hotel in Carlsbad, and I just wanted to get an update on Carol from Carol about are those food permits? Now they weren't they weren't they actually revoked their food permits, which is sort of a general thing, not per- pertaining to this so-called emergency. So, what is the status of those 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 licenses that were suspended, Carol? I you know honestly I don't know. I believe they've got their their licenses back, but okay. they also are saddled with. Um, a $5,000 a day fine right. and that was up to $85,000 I think at, at one of those uh, restaurants and so you know they're in they're in pretty bad shape um, and of course they're not open yet and they border Texas and they're having a very hard time getting their numbers down sure. because everybody goes to Texas and uh, and then they come back and they bring COVID with them etc so yeah it's it's a it's a vicious cycle down there and those those folks did open in um against the governor's orders and so that is that is one of the reasons that we told our our members that we didn't want them to defy her orders is because we we knew they couldn't afford an additional $85,000. Carol, help us understand the restaurant industry's contribu- uh, contribution and I use that because uh, I can't think of another term towards the growth of COVID-19. Uh, rate of spread, rate of infection, uh, some of the numbers that I've seen have been sparse, less than 2% or even uh, less than 1% of all COVID infections have come uh, directly from a restaurant uh, 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 contact uh, when we were, I guess, doing the contact tracing. I don't know that anybody's doing that any longer, but, you know, uh, there you go. How much, uh, what, what's, what's the percentage? Well, we never could get contact tracing information from our government, um, and I, I uh, implored a couple of IPRAs on that, um, 
But what we did get is contact tracing from the New York uh, New York State. And in New York, 74% of the cases came from family gatherings and private parties. Okay. Only 1.43% came from restaurants. And so, you know... Did you say 1.43%? 1.43%. In a population of uh, Dow to 8.5 million, that's, uh, that's total and complete insanity. Yeah. I can only imagine that there's some parity between the proportionality in New York uh, as there was in New Mexico, but I think even less so because our restaurants have been closed down for a longer period of time than New York or Illinois and uh, Arizona and Texas. Your thoughts? No, that's right. I mean, and our restaurants are suffering terribly because we have been shut down to a greater degree than any other state in the nation, um, and and we need to get restaurants reopened. That's that's all there is to it. And I think people, you know, now that we have the vaccine, we have over 200,000 people who have had the virus. We've got 100,000 or more that have had the vaccine. We have people that could go out to restaurants and be safe. And the other thing is, is that people need to be allowed to decide what their risk factors are. And if they feel safe, they need to be, you know, they need to feel like they can go out and do those things. Now, again, we're not asking anybody who has a risk factor to go out to restaurants. Right. You know, none of that. But but we do believe that restaurants are safe and they are they are considerably safer if you think about it than these family gatherings and and what's happening is people go to the families they take off their masks they hug folks they they get within that six foot distance they don't do that at restaurants restaurants are a controlled environment where we we layer in these covid safe practices and we keep people safe i know that the uh governor has not been able to provide any contact tracing Numbers. Uh, we don't have any data that's driving these decisions. As far as I can tell, it's much safer to walk into a restaurant than it is than I would imagine for children to go into school. But I know that was something that you were keeping tabs on for a time before it got abysmally depressing, and that was the number of closures. Could you give us an idea, ballpark, the number of restaurants that have uh, shuttered in the state of New Mexico uh, since the beginning of COVID-19 and the governor's edicts? So last year I predicted, and this was about April, uh, we did a survey and we predicted that about 6% of our restaurants would be shuttered by the end of the year. Um, that would have been 210 restaurants. I have a verified list of 205 restaurants that have shut down already. And the very unfortunate thing is we did another survey, same survey with the same members, and 52% of our members said that they would be closed in six months if we did not get reopened. So that was done last month. We've got less than five months to go. We've got to get these restaurants reopened again. When we return, we're going to talk with uh, Carol White, and uh, she is going to be addressing things from a legislative uh, perspective because the legislature is in session. We want to see what we can do to help the uh, New Mexico Restaurant Association help its members and do what we can and to, to kind of get the campaign back out. Uh, and it's a campaign that uh, Carol is uh, currently working on. Carol, uh, very quickly, the name of that campaign before we cut to break? It's uh, Out Cold, and if you text 52886, te text in Out Cold, you'll get to that campaign. All right, out cold to the number 52886, is that correct? 
That's correct. Okay, I'll put that uh, up on your TV screens uh, as well. Back right after a quick break uh, here with the New Mexico Restaurant Association President Carol White. The toughest job uh, there in uh, 2020 that I could think of and isn't getting much better in 2021. So we'll get back to her legislative uh, priorities since the legislature is uh, in session and we'll find out uh, how you can help. 446 back and forth here in the Kiva. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Attention, attention. 82 Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns for Memorial Day to Veterans Day. 82 Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at 82guns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 3937. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. 
Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 771- Three nine All right, time to put things together. We're going to go and start with the weather. It is going to be great going into the weekend. In fact, by Sunday, we'll be up to 57 degrees, which is a thumbs up from everybody. 42 degrees right now in Taylor Ranch, 36 in De Harris, clear skies too. And 39 with crystal clear skies here in Albuquerque at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, looks like uh, the drive is really slow right now on Louisiana specifically from uh, the uh, Expo New Mexico as you make your way northbound out almost to Windrock. So don't know if there's an accident or so. I don't see anything on the screen that will tell me that. But I will tell you it is mi- it's minor slow going on I-25 southbound. Basically from Osuna on over to Montano, we're driving right into that sunset. And boy, is that slowing things down to under 30 miles an hour. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by El Taco Tote. I got a little secret for you. Starting Monday, they are going to be opening up from 8 to 8. They said I could say this. And they're going to start serving breakfast burritos until 11. And then, of course, you get that family of five meal deal that they've got to enjoy takeout. And they, too, are hoping that they can open up the restaurants really soon. But that's the new thing. And that's Taco Tote on Central right across from the historic Highland Theater. All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. All right, 451 here with Carol White here of the Mexico Restaurant Association. Happy to have her on board, and uh, we're going to button up a last few items that are very, very important. And the work isn't, she's not just trying to get restaurants open. She's trying to make sure that these restaurants uh, are in some way compensated. Because, remember, we've got plenty of handouts or what? Corporate welfare, I should say. Or companies that are out of state, uh, places like, well, dare I say it, Netflix. Uh, many of these other businesses are bragged about, uh, one from California, one from China. I, I don't even know what she was saying yesterday on that. I think you got the big tuna. I thought we were hoping we were going to bring a bunch of tuna in here. Bill Parcells. Yeah. In, into the market. But no, no. Uh, Carol White's trying to work on some sort of relief package for these restaurants because have you noticed there's been zero relief, uh, for these uh, uh, restaurants, absolutely zero. So uh, she's got some legislative uh, priorities, and in that, uh, hopefully, some direction so these restaurants can see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, Carol. You know, I've got to say that uh, we did a couple of town halls right before the legislative session started, and legislators listened. They heard, they know that the restaurants in their districts are suffering and um, they are doing a lot right now. There's a lot of bills that would help restaurants. Um, we're a little bit disappointed in uh, the bill that would allow for alcohol delivery because it it wasn't just an alcohol delivery bill. It's a bill that changes the whole liquor license system. And because of that, it may be the poison pill that, that doesn't get alcohol delivery. 
um, over the finish line, which is which is a crime. There's 38 other states that have managed to have alcohol delivery by by uh, governor's um, orders, and we're the one state that can't figure it out. And then and then we we're going to add things to this bill that may make it. Um, it may make it difficult to get it across the finish line. So, but beyond that, we've got we've got folks thinking about using LIDA funds to help restaurants, thinking about um, using the film tax credit uh, to help restaurants. Uh, you know, there's just there's there's a lot of legislators. One legislator we heard from her just uh, yesterday. She's trying to make sure that liquor licenses don't get charged again this year. Of course. We weren't wow. able to use our liquor licenses for most of last year, right. and right. so so that's that just one thing, you know. Right. And it's and it's it's a small thing, but we really appreciate all of the gestures that that are happening right now at the legislative session. I feel like I feel like restaurants are being heard finally. Uh, are there any uh, restaurants uh, that are open right now for indoor dining, to your knowledge, prior to next Monday? I guess. That'd be, I guess, Sunday. Right, and and as far as I know, um, there are some restaurants in the counties that have been open. I think that was Colfax and San Miguel were open, and you know, honestly, there's not very many restaurants in those counties. Right. Um, but they were able to be open, and now we have the seven additional counties. So uh, looks like we're getting open a little bit more. And Bernalillo came very close to making the criteria, managing that criteria. So again, everybody run out and get tested, even if you're healthy, um, because that will allow those numbers to go down um, for Bernalillo County, and we'll get restaurants reopened. Uh, we'll look a little bit more into that. Dowd wanted to address uh, something directly with you. He's trying to, <laughs> given what we say in here, uh, green does not make, uh, does not ensure that you are open, Dowd. You were looking at that criteria for opening. Yeah, so I, I moving think... from red to yellow sounds like it's good, and moving from yellow to green sounds like it's good, but uh, it actually just... I, I hate to be the, the skunk at the picnic, but I think a lot of people, when they hear, you know, red, yellow, green, like green's back to normal, right? Uh, according to the state's website, food and drink establishments, once you hit green is only 50% of maximum maximum uh, capacity for indoor dining. So literally, we don't have a framework for back to normal, Carol, yet, do we? I mean, the governor, I think, weeks ago talked about green plus, but we don't have what that actually means. So I don't want listeners, I mean, we're, we're seeing a little crack here, and it's great to see some light, but we still don't have a framework for back to normal, do we? We do not. I mean, when green only means 50%, and that's as far as this goes, it's a little, it's scary. Um, and the other thing is, is that, we can go from yellow back to red again, right, right. and restaurants just are not that nimble. We can't buy inventory um, for a 25% open capacity and then be closed the next day. So this is I, we got to do something about this this opening capacity. It's just not it doesn't work in the restaurant industry. Uh, you know, two weeks open, two weeks closed. It, it's going to get. Um, just as frustrating as not being open at all. Do we have any time horizon for opening, or I should say, since we're not opening, we're not getting back to normal, do we have the next time? Is this going to be a weekly thing? Are they going to check in every three days, every seven days, every ten days? Is there a time interval so we can at least sort yeah. of stage this out? Are you receiving from the governor? It's every two weeks on Wednesday is when they're coming up. They're 
measuring the criteria on those days and saying, yes, you can open, no, you can't open. So so from here out, and I don't know um, if restaurants can open as of today, <laughs> which is impossible. Yeah, I read it. it I read it. It's not, it's not today. No, I think it's uh, Sunday. So Wednesday, they can open uh, Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. It's at the bottom of the, the letter, I think, that you uh, furnished me, uh, which was quite lengthy and Again, I still feel as if I'm getting scolded, like I was part of the problem uh, somehow. And uh, finally, uh, Carol, let's make sure that we plug everybody into your campaign, how people can get involved. And uh, one more time, that campaign is? Text out cold to 52886. That's out cold to 52886. Out cold to 52886. We'll put that to everybody. And we've got a remarkable number of people who are listening to us. Uh, Rudy, 282 people online. We've got another 43 that we're picking up uh, directly on our Rock of Talk TV as well. So we appreciate each and every one of you who are choosing to listen to us uh, by way of that. If you can do that, you can certainly text uh, one more time out cold to... 52886. You can also go on our website, nmrestaurants.org, and it's front and center. You can just click on there. Carol's the best. We appreciate uh, you so much, Carol. Thank you for all that you do. Check back with us, uh, if you would, here in another couple of intervals in a, in a month, and hopefully we'll be at a, a, a different uh, place. I certainly wish the best for each and every restaurant. And support local, eat local, buy local, do everything as local as you possibly can. Thanks, Carol White. Thanks, All right. Back uh, after the top of the hour, Fox News right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. And, of course, you can find us directly at rockoftalk.tv. That's rockoftalk.tv. That's at the top of the hour, Fox News. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. The pineapple coconut waffle. At sunny side up, it's a whole wheat pancake filled with diced pineapples, toasted coconut, and homemade vanilla cream sauce. Go to sunny.theplaceilike.com. You're listening to Fox News ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600 KIBA, I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. President Joe Biden signing several executive orders to act on what he calls an existential threat. The president called it Climate Day at the White House, which he says also meant Jobs Day. He signed orders centered around creating an Office of Domestic Climate Policy with an eye on revitalizing areas where oil and coal jobs have suffered. Turning old brownfield sites into new hubs of economic growth, creating new good paying jobs in those communities where those workers live because they help build this country. Biden says his actions will not ban fracking and will make climate change important to national security and foreign policy. He also announced a global climate summit to be convened on Earth Day this year. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken held his first press briefing since being confirmed. He said he's deeply concerned about the treatment of Alexei Navalny, the critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin. And he says the U.S. is considering actions in response to his detention. Whether it is uh, the treatment of Mr. Navalny and, partic and particularly uh, the apparent use of a chemical weapon 
uh, in an attempt to uh, assassinate him. Blinken said the administration is also reviewing how to respond to other actions tied to Russia, including the SolarWinds cyber attack on government agencies and the reports of bounties on American troops in Afghanistan. The Justice Department says three people affiliated with a far-right militia group called the Oath Keepers have been indicted in connection with the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Jessica Marie Watkins and Donovan Ray Crowell, both of Ohio, and Thomas Caldwell from Virginia face numerous charges, including obstruction of Congress, which carries a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. Wall Street that now lost 633 points, and NASDAQ minus 355. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. In life, there is no stopping. Don't stop. But if you do, make sure no one is behind you. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. Beach combing, baking cookies, learning French. Aren't these what you'd rather be doing than thinking about your Medicare prescriptions? Well, Walgreens is here to help you get back to it with convenient refill and pickup options. Expert pharmacists to answer all your questions. And Medicare co-pays as low as $0. Zero. Which is also the number of cares in the world you'll have as you stroll the beach, eating cookies, and speaking French. Oh, la, la. Walgreens. $0 co-pays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans where Walgreens is a preferred pharmacy. Men suspected of plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan has agreed to a plea deal. Ty Garbin's agreement to plead guilty to a kidnapping conspiracy and now fully cooperating with investigators. Four months after six people were charged in federal court and another eight people in state court in an alleged anti-government and anti-coronavirus restrictions plot to kidnap Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer, an alleged plot that was broken up by the FBI. And while there's no agreement on Garbin's sentencing guidelines... His attorney maintains he had no intention to carry out a kidnapping, no matter what he might have said. In recorded or online conversations, trial is set for March for others charged in the case. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. Oklahoma's Attorney General's office is attempting to return $2 million worth of hydroxychloroquine, a malaria drug once touted by President Trump as a treatment for COVID-19. At the time, Governor Kevin Stitt said he was being proactive in making the purchase, but the drug has shown to have little effect in combating the virus. COVID vaccine shortages in parts of Europe have forced some countries to halt vaccinations. Madrid is halting its rollout of coronavirus vaccines. Anyone due to receive their first shot in the coming days has been told they'll have to wait as supplies run low. The Spanish region of Catalonia says 10,000 people who received their first dose of the Pfizer vaccine now won't be able to get the required second dose as planned three weeks later. The EU is facing delays across the board with Pfizer and AstraZeneca both cutting deliveries. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. Three people have been selected by the NFL as honorary captains for the Super Bowl. Commissioner Roger Goodell says educator Tremaine Davis, nurse manager Susie Dorner, and Marine veteran James Martin will take part in the coin toss February 7th. Amanda Gorman will recite a poem. I'm Lisa LaSara. This is Fox News. Let's get our two underway and put things together, starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and boy, it's going to be a great-looking weekend. By Sunday, 57 degrees. Not bad for the end of January. 
Right now, it is uh, 40 degrees even in Santa Fe. Martinez down 36 and 39 here at the Rock of Talk. Uh, it's all about the west side right now. For some reason, uh, the Coors Boulevard is really looking slow as we come out of Rio Rancho down the hill there. The worst seems to be Ellison out to 7 Bar Loop. But once you get into that uh, uh, merge there where you're coming up with uh, the Coors Bypass and Coors Boulevard, Everything just comes to a real slow grind on your way over to Paseo del Norte. I don't see any accidents or stalls, but a lot of folks heading in the same direction. And looks like uncertain northbound from McMahon Boulevard to Westside Boulevard, you're under 15 miles an hour. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. These, these people are just great for our folks. Companion care at reasonable rates, household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, cognitive assistance, Really, truly great people. Amazing Grace, ready to help, and they'll take insurance as well as pay clients. If you'd like to get in touch with them, go to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we are up to date. Now let's dive back in to the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, abq.fm on your app, on your computer at rockoftalk.com, and on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. Now for Roku, you can pick up our podcast for Spotify, SoundCloud, as well as Stitcher. You can download the app for Apple and Android as much as it pains me to say that. There's no other place to really pick up apps uh, at all. And uh, great, uh, their interview with the New Mexico Restaurant Association President Carol White. Uh, happy to have her on board. We'll get to all your text uh, momentarily. Check in very quickly with D. Dowd Muscauer, too. How are you, sir? Uh, just, uh, as you said, uh, the, uh, however hard your life was in 2020, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Carol White, I know Carol and her husband, uh, Wally, my, my, my friend, um, you can just detect it in her voice. She's trying to look out for her industry and the people in her industry, and uh, they have taken... A pounding, uh, the likes of which few industries have, uh, for for a group of enterprises that is not contributing to the to the spread of this virus in any significant way. Unfair, but but Carol's still fighting. Give her credit; she's still fighting. And I will say that they have received zero relief, absolutely no relief. Uh, every other industry, in one form or another, if you're at a business, uh, you've received some sort of reprieve. Happy to stay home, work from home. Well, we're reopening. Uh, I'm essential, uh, essentially. Every restaurant has been considered non-essential at this point. And for the people who work inside a restaurant industry, it is essential for them to work. The businesses themselves uh, probably give us the best culture. Uh, one of the top three things that people generally think about, uh, one of those is food. Uh, you might notice, uh, for those of you catching us on the uh, TV break uh, right there, you saw uh, Tucum Carry tonight and the uh, Blue Swallow Hotel. Uh, uh, Tucum Carry isn't exactly known for its culture <laughs> as far as food is concerned on Old Route 66, but you can find some great uh, green chili cheeseburgers along that green chili cheeseburger trail. We had a couple of places out on that part of the state. Uh, but uh, K-Bob's, which shut down a few years ago, was yep. one of the places, the old haunts, if you will, of of Tucumcari. First place I stopped when I moved back to New Mexico three years ago. <laughs> K-Bob's and Tucumcari. And I had my green chili uh, cheeseburger. And you two native New Mexicans, by the way, I'm about to embarrass both of you. Oh. What was Tucumcari's original name? I know. Uh, Tucumcari? I don't know. Uh, one of the coolest names you can ever have in the Old West. Six-shooter siding. 
It was a rail siding. Really? It was a six-shooter siding. And then I they eventually renamed it Tucumcari. Yeah. And my family is from Tucumcari, oh, St. Anne's Church, uh, Logan, New Mexico, uh, out in that uh, part. Uh, Ute Lake is a place where we've uh, spent a little bit of time fishing all the crappie. And then uh, my grandparents out in uh, Pastura and Montoya, New Mexico. And the closest big city at the time was uh, Tucumcari. And for those driving old Route 66, many of those uh, towns like Pastura, which has the largest herd of cats I've ever seen in my life, uh, drive through at one time. On your, way, on your way down to Old Roswell, go Pastura Way and uh, check out uh, what looks to be a diner that might be open. It's not. And then drive into the town in front of that church, and you're going to see about 5,000 cats. At least. Okay. At least 5,000 cats. I don't even know what is going on over there. A lot but. of crazy cat ladies there, apparently. <laughs> uh, or one, cra- one very, very crazy cat lady. So, uh, yeah, that's where my Nana was from. Uh, is Lily Barrick an essential business? Very funny. Yeah, I hear the, uh, the the stuff is just kicking off right right there. Yes, Orange Man gone. She's following the party plan. That's from Steve, who texted yesterday. Uh, Mijito, uh, by the way. Matt checks in. MLG is a follower and is following other Blue States leader. That's all that she's doing, isn't it? I mean, when you really look at the, the long and the short of it, that's uh, essentially what she's doing. Um they're all changing their tune now, every single blue state. Yeah, and they're all playing the victim. They all had a choice in this. They had a decision to make. Uh, Dr. Fauci said yesterday, you can wear two masks. Yes. You can wear two masks. Okay, yes. that's. that's I don't wear one do. now, doctor, so I'm not going to wear two. Uh, Orange Man is out of the office. That's the only reason uh, MLG is backpedaling. All these people had it right. I own my pillow sheets. Love that. I'm gonna, and I don't want to buy them just because I didn't like Mike Lindell. He just annoyed me, and it was like so in your face. You know, I don't know what it was. But now all I want to do is buy his product. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go buy. But if I'm gonna get a pillow, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm gonna buy it directly from him. And if I have to pay extra for shipping or boxing, or if I have to wait an extra three weeks, I really don't care. Did Amazon get rid of them on their site? I know that Kohl's got rid of them. Don't go to Kohl's, right? We're gonna we're gonna start putting together. People asked me yesterday, Dowd, and they want us to um, put together a list of those businesses. So I don't know if you guys can start to help us with that. We're very busy here. Like, we're so busy, we can't keep up with what we're currently doing, uh, given all the technical stuff that we've been doing. We should, and the radio, new radio stuff that we've been doing. But if you can uh, have somebody for the Biden boycott, we'll set that form up. We want you to enter in the name and why. Uh, and we want to give them a reason why, because these are businesses, but if there's a business that has desi- denied you for some reason, and I don't care if it's national or local, whatever you want to put on there, we're going to have a website up. Simple form with your name, and we don't want you to put your, we just want you to put your first initial and first uh, initial of your last name. You've seen those types of feedbacks, uh, uh, feedback sites before. We're going to do that, and that's going to be at bidenboycott.com. Uh, so that form will be a place where you guys can all contribute. Coles is the number one recipient of that. Bed and Bath and Beyond dropped Mike Lindell as well. I'll never uh, go again. Eddie, MLG lost five pounds. She needs to open restaurants to stay at fighting weight for the uh, <laughs> Oompa Loompa. That's uh, <laughs> the UFC. I oh, uh, love the amazing quality of my pillows and my sheets. Next purchase will be the mattress topper. Yeah, just just keep going, you know? People support your ideas, you support them. There's a reason why he was doing so well. It's actually a good uh, product. I can, LOL. I don't know what that is, but uh, I wish I would have timed that. Honestly, being off social media is super liberating. I feel so much better in my spirit. Again, for my uh, second our, our second hour listeners here in the Kiva, I'm off social media. No more Facebook. No more 
you know. And it's not Facebook, it's Fakebook. Uh, no more Instagram. No, it's Instaglam, right? Everybody looks better. <laughs> you got the filters. Uh, no more Instaglam for me. No more Fakebook uh, for me. And uh, no more, uh, let me say this right, Tlitter. Tlitter. T-L-I-T-T-E-R. No more Tlitter. Why? Because it's littering our brains. It's littering your mind. The worst of them all. It's all noise. <laughs> it's really all it is. So no Tlitter, no Fakebook, and no Instagram. All gone for me. Glad to be off of those. Uh, Eddie, somebody sent me this today. I'll check that in a sec. Jeff says, I just bought two new my pillows to replace my old my pillows. Very good. Good job. Uh, Eddie, I heard that all of California is now open. I don't know about that. Uh, Dowd will check in. The Dow 3000 will have that answer in about two seconds. Thank you, Eddie. Keep on keeping on. Somebody liking the opener. Eddie, MLG is using science. Yes, she is using political science. I, guess I, I have a degree in political science. I have a degree in economics. Trust me, she's not using political science. She has no knowledge of the world. She's just uh, running a book and trying to look convincing while doing it, and it's not working. Uh, she revamped her Facebook post yesterday of her opener, her 26-minute whatever that was that came out yesterday, and she received so many bad comments that they had to repost uh, her video. Uh, the DOJ is prosecuting a man for a meme he put on his Facebook in 2016, telling people to vote for Hillary by text for a silly meme. Uh, not surprised. Uh, DOJ, by the way, is FBI. There you go. Uh, hell yeah, Eddie. Rocket. Ask her how many restaurants have we lost. And we got the number. She said 205. Is that correct? Uh, 205 is what the number she put out there. Yep. Uh, uh, for the record, California has lifted. It's not completely reopened, but it has lifted its stay-at-home order. And restaurants are in the process of reopening as of uh, Monday. Last Monday or this coming Monday? Uh, coming. Uh, this coming, yeah. Yep, this coming. Yep. Eddie, she sounds like she works for the Little Tyrant, not the Restaurant Association. Restaurants need a uh, new leader. Wow, that's strong for Carol. Ooh. Uh, Eddie, about the vaccinations for 19, our governor says we all must be in vaccinations. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, good, good, good try. I thought Dr. Fauci informed us that way back that we will not keep vaccinations will not keep us the virus. It will not keep us from getting the virus to help us, and it will not keep us from getting sick from the virus or dying. I can still catch the virus with the vaccine. As, as, I've never heard that. Is that true? Rudy, can you still catch the virus? Yeah. It's you like know the what? flu, right? It's like 80% yeah. effective, 70% effective, something like that. Is that right? Right, and people think that once you get the, the vaccine that you're never, ever, ever going to get it. Well, this is not true. All right. Uh, Eddie, the female you're talking about, when she starts putting these numbers out on who died, in New Mexico, the virus. Stand behind the truth. There's only 78% of actually died from the virus. That's nationwide. It's not that high. <laughs> the uh, number that have actually died of less than 1%. It's like uh, 0.6%. Is that correct? I think in the state of New Mexico or Bernalillo County, out of 48,000 people who have been infected, we've had 750 deaths. That puts us, I mean, even if you double at that, about 1.4, 1.5. We also have to factor in the number of people that we brought in from outside the county and we don't even know whether or not those people have are counted in numbers or it was, remember there's also the other thing there's more not there's more people tested or more tests than there are people in the state of New Mexico how do you explain that um, eh, inform people please call her back send me the number I will call her we had 200,000 people die what is this I don't even know what what all that uh, gibberish is Eddie I would like for you to discuss the challenges that local restaurants 
are being told that enclosed patios, and we just heard, it was three sides or three sides, three sides open or three sides closed. Like these restaurants can't keep up with the uh, modifications that are coming in uh, all the time. Uh, let's see. Uh, they enclosed them for local dining, but large corporate restaurants have fully enclosed patios with no side openings. Probably true, right? Probably true. Uh, can't vouch for that, but that sounds about right. Could you please ask the restaurants are open for indoor dining within the state if there is some list that could be reviewed? Yeah, there's no uh, restaurants that she could actually attest to except for two counties that have only a couple of uh, restaurants uh, that were open. So there you go. Kevin uh, checks in. It's absolutely shameful that Michelle Lujan Grisham wants to open up schools in two weeks when it should have been done months ago. Yes, exactly. I said back in September. My, my children have been back in school since September. What's so significant about February 8th? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the impeachment date. What changed in the last week to make her change her mind seemingly so suddenly? Restaurants absolutely should have been opened up before school since they account for between 1% to 2% of total infections. This is like a good revamp of what I said. Dowd can double-check my numbers if he feels so inclined. Uh, I've been saying that. MLG keeping the state in lockdown just proves the ridiculous point that Orange Man Bad will not work for her benefit in the near future. God bless you all in the Kiva. God bless you, USA. That is uh, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. I'd like to read that last part. Because he always includes that. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. Eddie. I had a couple of thoughts about the restaurant mess. First, I'd be happy to go out of my way to eat at a restaurant that lost its license due to the governor's crazy rule. Second, why don't the restaurant owners get the local fire marshal to come over now and double their maximum occupancy so that if they win a county ever goes green, they could be at 100%? Nice idea. Someone's thinking. Someone's not just serving noodles. Someone... Someone has a noodle. Also, maybe I missed something, but why can't anybody go inside restaurants to order their food? Have you noticed that? I can't go inside to pick up my order at Dion's. Mm-hmm. I drive. I know I know my uh, the guy at, at Dion's that I go because I just try to grab my salad, just eat and run. I drive a big truck for a living, and I don't fit in through the drive-thru. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> my lunches usually have to come from a gas station because of those I can still walk inside. That's from the hot rodder. Wow. That's, that's hot, Rod. Be careful with that gas station sushi, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Oh, my. <laughs> MLG lost five pounds. Oh, yeah, that's the one I already read. It was so good, I got to read it again. MLG lost five pounds, and she needs to open restaurants to stay at Fighting Weight for an Oompa Loompa. I love that. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond dropped him. Okay, somebody sent me this today. Uh, what is this? This is somebody's bumper stickers. Uh, tariffs are taxes that Americans pay. All right. Uh, obviously a libertarian. Uh, good job, Jason. Love you. Uh, place activity at 4th and Candelaria. Oh, uh, they're sending out a new meme with, uh, has Fauci with like 30 masks in front of him. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so just quickly, guys, Eddie, I checked Amazon. That. There it is, right there. Uh, 30 masks right in front of him. You guys <laughs> can see that rock of talk. Uh, I checked yeah. Amazon, and my pillow is still available through Amazon. They haven't. He hasn't been kicked off that platform yet. Well, Amazon likes money. And yeah. They know well, that uh, Mike makes a great pillow. Hi, Eddie. I think it's fascist book, not Facebook. No, it's a fake book. Uh, and I like fascist book, too. Is uh, MLG's 48-inch turquoise and silver squash blossom belt that keeps would keep open 100 restaurants. That's a real lifeline. Oh wow, 48-inch. What are, what are they saying? I, mean, I, I didn't had to I had to think about that uh, while I was processing. By the my pillow sheets, they are everything the commercial states. They are what are they? It says Egyptian Egyptian cotton. Uh, my pillow medium fill pillow. Let's see. Four and a half stars on Kohl's, yet uh, somehow they got rid of them. Mm. Absolutely crazy. Adi, that's such a BS argument about restaurants being safer than homes because they're in a controlled environment. It's actual. Uh, I think that's there's something to that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, have, they have general cleanliness orders they have to comply with right. re- regardless of the Rona. Um, you know, they do those studies where they actually 
look at public bathrooms and they go, oh, this is so dangerous. And they actually right. have custodians going there on a regular basis, unlike American homes. And a lot of those public bathrooms are cleaner than a lot of American homes. We're, so, not, we're not talking about your home, are we? Uh, uh, I'm a bachelor, and my uh, well, my standard is probably not what some people standard is. <laughs> uh, it's actual, uh, when the barber the barbershops are opening soon, you're going to get a haircut, huh? Yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Uh, it's actual Insta-scam. Uh, I love Insta-hoes. Wow, that's uh, uh, crazy. Every positive test was reported as a separate case, even when positives are from the same person. Hilarious. Yep, just as we uh, proved. That must be from a health uh, guy. Eddie, you're the man. Screw FB. Yes, I agree. Uh, that's from uh, my friend Joe. My brother fell and broke his hip, landing himself at Presbyterian Downtown Hospital. I'm so sorry. Before Christmas, he was tested twice. Second test was because they forgot to request stat on the first test. He tested positive, no symptoms, and thankfully never got sick. I don't believe the results, but we respected them nonetheless. That's from uh, Danelle. So there you go. You guys can always text in. Very safe. You don't have to post anything on social media. And uh, I can keep you anonymous unless you, of course, want to keep contributing, of course, and we can put your name out there. And all you have to do is text directly to 550-5500. That's 550-5500. No longer broadcasting on Facebook. No longer broadcasting on Periscope slash Twitter. And uh, no longer broadcasting on the corporate Facebook uh, either. I am off of all social media. I am off of uh, Insta, Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, Twitter, which... Uh, I am glad to be off of that. And without further ado, we've got to go ahead and kill a bill for today here on this uh, Wednesday, uh, January the 27th. As the legislature has decided to kill other things, namely babies, uh, we've decided to go ahead and kill bills. Uh, that was the only reason, Dowd, they stayed up there. They made, they made yeah. that vote. That's Priorities. And they're like, yep, we're out of here. All right. <laughs> what bill are we going to kill today? What do we got, Dowd? Well, ladies and gentlemen, our bill today is HB 71. 71. House 71. Seven. Uh, again, you can get all of this at the New Mexico Legislature website, nmlegis.gov. Uh, very, it's actually a very easy to use website. Usually dealing with any kind of technology or, or requesting any information from the state is doesn't go very well, but the, the legislative website is actually very simple. Uh, it's sponsored by our beloved Dayon Hotchman Vigil, uh, our... our our uh, our lawyer, our young lawyer, married to that old lawyer, uh, who accused her opponent in the last election of being uh, called her COVID Alley, I think, and then Dayan herself wow. got COVID. Wow. I don't I don't think Allie did. So wow. a little bit of hypocrisy there. Not on, celebrated on she got COVID, but you uh, know just, we always clap for karma. Yeah. Uh, so this bill is called uh, Municipal Airport Car and Peer to Peer Rentals. Now, my God, I can just see those eyes glazing over all all over the state. Like, what is the silly, stupid, technical thing? Right now, airports all over the state, uh, and there are a, a fair number of airports. It's not not all just the Sunport. Most uh, you know, most counties and larger municipalities do have airports, and uh, we're all paying for them via our tax dollars. They can enter into there was a uh, attorney general uh, opinion, I think, back in the 1970s. So under the law, the the municipality that owns the airport can enter into exclusive contracts with car rental services. So basically, they get to decide what car rental services operate uh, at the airport or not. So if they can say, hey, we'll give you an exclusive uh, franchise for our airport, or we'll allow two or three. Um, there's a, and Eddie, I really didn't know this. I had to do some research on this. There's a really interesting. It's kind of like the way Uber and Lyft are have really undercut the taxi cab uh, monopoly in, in so many places in this country. Um, there's a company called Turo, uh, T-U-R-O. 
they are basically car. Sh- they, they they hook up people who want to do car sharing, uh, and of course it's not technically sharing. You're actually paying for it. So people who have you said the other day, Eddie, most of our cars are not in use at any given time, and so people are using the vehicle that they've already sunk a lot of money into to let these vehicles out for people to rent the way you'd rent from a, a, a car service, you know, or Avis or Hertz or whatever. Um, so Turo T U R O Turo dot com. You know, it's kind of like Uber or Lyft for people who want to rent out their own. Like, you can become your own car rental service and make a little money on an asset of yours that kind of sits around most of the time. So what's happening is Turo is undercutting the car rental services at airports all over the country. Um, people are, I'm, I'm going to be in, I'm going to fly to uh, Los Alamos or, or Albuquerque or, or Santa Fe or, or Roswell. Or Tucumcari. Or uh, And I'm going to be there for Take the weekend. Take a And you need a way to get around. This is the West. It's wide open spaces. We don't have, uh, well, Albuquerque has a horrendous transit system, but most places in the state don't have transit systems. We're wide open out West out here. So Turo is a way for is to get around those exclusive concession agreements that these airports cut with uh, the, the big, you know, the big boys, the car rental services. Well, one of our friends there in the legislature, our beloved Dayon, a uh, young woman in a hurry. She's. We have a lot of young, very far left women who are making their careers in the legislature right now. We're, we'll be talking about another one, I think, later in, later on in today's show. She has drafted a bill that's going to basically put the clampers on that. Um, huh. it, uh, it, legislation, and I'll just read this one passage from it. Appear to peer squashing great business ideas. Well, yeah, I mean, basically reducing competition. Um, a peer to peer vehicle sharing provider or a peer-to-peer vehicle owner, so that basically involves the companies and the individuals who rent out their own their own vehicles, shall not enable peer-to-peer vehicle sharing at an airport facility in this great state of New Mexico without having entered into an enabling agreement, which may be a concession agreement with the governing body of the municipality or agency <laughs> operating the airport. So that's, you know, legislative speak. What does that mean? It means you can't just cut a private arrangement with a person who rents their car out through this TURO or any other car renting or car sharing uh, facil- facilitating facilitating these deals. You have to, uh, if you want to operate at the airport as an individual signed up with Turo or the company itself, you have to go to the municipality and cut a deal with them, which might mean, hmm, what do you think, maybe paying a fee to that municipality or that county? You know what this um, sounds like? There's a way that you can get through the TSA line. Yeah. And if you Pre-check. pay like, uh, yeah, something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? And you yeah. don't have to wait in yep. line. Yep. yep. That's yep. what this sounds like. Like you pay yep. an annual fee and then you can uh, agree to ride with other people. How would the state or the city municipality in this particular case with the governor? So this would be like Mayor Tim's Keller office. You got to establish a special phone line so people can pick up the phone and establish that uh, they're okay to do agreements on the side with somebody else uh, to, so that they can go ahead and get a ride. Like, yeah. that is the most insane thing. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to criminalize? Yeah. Hitchhiking? Yep. It's essentially yep. what you're doing. It's basically what you're doing. And don't forget, the taxi cab companies that have ruled uh, local control within the cities, local mobility for people flying in or people trying to get from one side to the other don't have a car, they had this monopoly power that was granted to them by government. And so often you hear from the left, you know, oh, these monopolies are the monopolies. In many cases, these monopolies are authorized by governments. They didn't just develop naturally through market forces. So things like Uber and Lyft have, have destroyed the taxi cab stranglehold on, you know, on, on, on being able to move around within a municipal area, a metropolitan statistical area. So what's happening with this car rental, private car rentals, they're doing that to the car rental services that are hooked up to the airport. So they're increasing competition, driving down costs, making things more uh, convenient for you, the traveler. But according to our friend Diane, 
not only uh, should you have to have a deal with you know pay, payola to the local municipality or or county who runs the airport. If you don't have a deal, okay, if you don't cut a deal, if a peer-to-peer vehicle sharing provider or vehicle owner fails or refuses to enter into an agreement uh, with the governing authority, the governing authority of that airport may seek an injunction prohibiting operations of your uh, of your uh, car service at that airport. So basically, you either cut a deal with these people and pay your tribute for this wonderful option that people have now that increases competition, benefits the consumer, or you're not going to be allowed to operate at the airport. This is classic uh, regulation, benef- attempting to aid an existing monopolistic practice, put the clampers down on competition, and then, of course, inc- hurt consumer choice, and then increase revenue for governments. And this is our progressive lefty friend who is pushing this legislation. So this is such a strange idea, Dowd. It's so incredibly foreign to me and so anti-business yeah, yeah. that you would really have, and this is the way it's got set up. Somebody contacted her thought uh, enough of her to say, hey, could you carry this type of legislation through? Well, make a donation to your campaign. Uh, you mentioned the word payola, so I went there. Right? I'm just, I'm just imagining, inventing ways in which this could have potentially happened. And we, of course, know, uh, you know her whole situation. Sadly, she contracted COVID as uh, well as her husband, who's, uh, I guess, a legal guy over at... Yes, uh, the Rudy prominent law firm. law firm. I think he's about 20 or 25 years older than her. Okay, so so we're looking at all these, like, you know, situational things, and I doubt that Dane would have been focused on something like this because someone couldn't have come up with this on their own. Right. It has to be those cab companies who are looking, away, uh, looking at a way of putting their competition out of business. Uh, who's using a cabbie these days? Nobody. They just those metals are worth their value. They're right. They're they're worthless, right? Unless you're in a huge metropolis like New York City, uh, and you've worked out deals with the airport and the uh, communist mayor De Blasio or Andrew Yang or whoever that that's come in to set things up. And that's what they're essentially trying to do here. Oh, so yeah. and, and it's a ridiculous idea. Uh, nobody could have come up with this on their own. It had to have been invented by somebody else. And we, uh, I should say, let me let me phrase it this way. We know the types of people who own cab companies, and we know that they are connected throughout the rest of the country. So I guarantee they took uh, the language straight out of what they were doing in a bigger city and tried to apply it here in New Mexico. Yeah, this is being trotted out coast to coast. And the other thing is, it's not, and it's funny you mentioned about being a a legislator being approached by someone looking for to to benefit from this. Um, Similar legislation, the 2020 uh, legislative session one year ago, SB 265, airport peer-to-peer vehicle sharing uh, sponsored by John Sapien. He's no longer in the Senate, so somebody new had to carry this bill, and Dayon, I guess, really stood up and said, I'll be Wow. You'll uncover news that you could really only find here with the brilliant, uh, you guys got to get your own computer. I've got mine. It's the Dow 3000, (laughs) highest processing speed. Plenty of RAM. Rarely on the fritz, yeah. but occasionally. <laughs> Plenty of RAM, and he rams it down. You put enough Coca-Cola uh, in that machine, and it operates really, really well. He rams it down the uh, throats of New Mexico politicians each and every day. Tomorrow we'll be uh, having him uh, for another uh, cup of tea during our 5 o'clock hour, so we can go ahead and have another battle without honor or humanity, which, of course, is what the legislators consistently bring here to the people of New Mexico. Back after a quick break, we're going to talk about homicides, deaths, more positive news. The worst start to a year ever uh, on the brink of young Tim Keller's uh, re-election bid, and uh, you're looking at, I believe, 15, 16, 17, 18, how many homicides? There's a lot. 532, back and forth. 
Winter is here and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong, interest rates are making monthly payments very affordable, and the number of homes available right now for sale is at an all-time low. Has there ever been a time when there was a great opportunity and you missed out? Don't wait to sell and miss out this time. Home buyers are waiting. Call us now to put a plan in place to get your home sold for top dollar. Studies have shown that the biggest regret of home sellers is that they don't start preparing to sell their home early enough. If 2021 is a year you're going to move up, move out, or move on, time to give us a call. Hire us, the number one real estate team in New Mexico. Call now, 448-8888 or on the web, welcomehomeabq.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy for Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. 
right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like a good-looking weekend coming up ahead. We should be mid-50s by the time we get to Sunday. We're a little off that right now, 39 degrees at the Santana Star. It's 39 in Four Hills and 36 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, we got some construction kind of hampering up the drive there on Montgomery as you make your way before Carlisle on out to the I-25. Now, what's on the I-25? That's just really stubborn right now. I know it was the sunset, but that's pretty much gone now. Still under 30 miles an hour, south 25 from Jefferson all the way to uh, Comanche. If your goal is I-40 westbound, right off the big eye all the way to uh, 12th Street, looks like you're going to be under 40 miles an hour there. And we had a stall on I-40 westbound right there at Coors Boulevard. That's the reason for the slow trip just before the river. And thank you for the call or the text. Fourth uh, and Candelaria police activity has cleared up there according to my screen. All right. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe. Salon Deluxe in Country Club Plaza on Southern and Rio Rancho. Listen, the owners, George and Janice, always make you feel special. They treat you right. The owners make sure that you always leave fully satisfied. Now, you can make an appointment at Salon Deluxe. and They've got a lot of new customers coming in. And a lot of that has to do with their Monate products for modern nature hair and skin as well as the health products, and they are the west side distributor for Canyon Water. Go get a gallon of Canyon Water on the west side at Salon Deluxe. Find out all about them by going to SalonDeluxe.com. All right, we're up to date. Now, let's get back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 538 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM uh, on the app, and directly, well... On your computer, rockoftalk.com. And now for Roku TV, you can uh, see us right there. Very excited to uh, have that product there for you. So you can also uh, listen to us on podcasts. We have uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Spotify as well. And don't forget to download the app for Apple and Android. Well, it's been a hot start to the year and not in a good way. Um, and actually, I should say before we get to that, we've got a guy that's been on the phone for some time. Let's check in with him very quickly. Call here, Nikiva. Go ahead. Lives. You know? 
Well, if you heard kind of the analysis there, and I'm sure that you did, and I appreciate your phone call, the uh, purpose of all this is to really sort of stump for the cab industry. So this was obviously legislation that came in from out. Uh, there's no way that, that she could have written this on her own. So this is uh, what's called relayed uh, legislation coming in from other places. And, yeah, these are bills that should never pass, likely will not pass. It's a very anti-market, uh, very anti-small uh, business uh, in many ways, and I think it's uh, anti-American uh, in that there should be uh, personal agreements uh, between people of two parties for whatever the heck that they want to go ahead and get together for. Um, and, and I do mean that for whatever the heck they want to get together for. None of that should be really regulated yeah. by, by the business. We don't need two. We don't need the. Uh, a relationship of any type uh, between two uh, consensual adults being regulated by the government. And I would also uh, throw marriage into no. that uh, as well. So That's my point exactly. Very good. You're the best. All right. uh, guys, thanks for listening to the app. Make sure you watch us on the TV. We yeah. are on that app. And just click on the Rock of Talk uh, TV uh, portion of that, okay? Will do. Thanks. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I am gonna put something in here, uh, Dow. That uh, that says no sniveling. You know, <laughs> I, I don't snivel myself as it is. Right. We just kind of we find other ways to get things done, and that's what I do. I, I never complain. Well, it, it, the caller is absolutely right. I mean, the, I took down the exact quote. Well, I'm sick of these people trying to run every bit of our lives. I mean, disruptive business models, disruptive technology comes along. It hurts the incumbents. It and th and that's an issue you need to be forward looking in your business look down the road see where things are going but these disruptions always help the consumer it increases consumer choice it drives down uh, uh prices and it also uh, makes the incumbents hit, say hey uh, you know we got to respond better maybe we got to offer better service or cut our rates or offer more options that's why so many of us support school choice because even if it was just a small portion were allowed school choice, the government schools would have to respond to some degree, and we've got actually there's some evidence and some research behind that as well. So at the end of the day, folks, you want to be pro-consumer, pro-consumer. We all benefit from that. Capitalism works. It's called creative destruction. <laughs> well, I think it should be noted in the, the midst of all of uh, attempts to regulate any type of, of business is uh, this is driven by agenda. People who can't do uh, try to penalize, yep. and they definitely try to teach and that they know better. Uh, the people who are actually out there doing, uh, it's hard for them because they know that they're working against these people who could never try to do what they're doing, and we know that there's people who's trying to stop them. It should never be the business of the government for either doing one of two things, okay? A government should never be building your business. They're not responsible for how successful you are, and they should never be impeding your business. They should not uh, declare edicts or various other things you know, the licensure, all of this other stuff that really gets in the way of uh, you making a buck. And I think if you have a free exchange in a fair market economy, and sure, if you want to go ahead and increase taxes on a certain, you know, type of business because of their overall cost to an economy uh, or what they're using in terms of infrastructure, I've always been interested in straight line taxation for, you know, businesses uh, that have uh, certain uses of, you know, uh, the government. I don't like the gross receipts tax in terms of the repetitive t number of times, uh, the compounding tax. We're Pyramiding, one of two yeah. states uh, that have that. Uh, for whatever reason, every bad idea we seem to attract. Uh, we are the petri dish for the Democratic National Committee and all bad Democrat ideas. And this is just another one of those. If you want to run your agenda, this is what they uh, do. So without further ado, we have uh, 
my friend Mike Klassen, and uh, he is joining us. We're going to see if we can pick up some audio from here. Uh, Mike, uh, we, could, we could hear you during the break on the rockoftalk.tv. How are you, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, Eddie. I'm telling you, I, I had a little bit of an audio problem earlier, early on, but now I got it. Uh, okay, well, I, well I'm glad we're all, talker, yeah, I'm glad we're all good. Again, no sniveling. We don't talk about audio problems. Uh, we figure out a way to get it done, but uh, you've been figuring out a good way to get it done in terms of tracking. Uh, and by the way, you, we are seeing you on TV, so uh, try to back up so we can see your nice, handsome face, young man. Uh, he's out there. Uh, Are you sure? Now, 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 I'm a, I'm a testament to why the barbershops need to open along with the restaurants. And I'm telling you, if you could see the rest of me, did you know that uh, the restaurants need to open? Because I'm <laughs> becoming skin and bones here, sitting behind the wheel of the new news vehicle. But I'm uh, telling you what. Um, what's Eddie, going on in the city? We, I'm sorry. One more time. Uh, what is going on in the city? I'm just going to let you talk. It seems like you're having a hard time hearing me. Please give us a report. Well, I'm, over. I'm on my cell phone, and that's the reason why I I, uh, I was kind of uh, trying to get a uh, something going here with uh, some of the two-way radios equipment that I had going. And okay, Mike, Mike, Mike the, spare us the details of all the things that you're working yeah, through. There Just you go. Do me, a, do me a on. favor. Give us uh, a rundown. Uh, this was a very strange weekend. Uh, we started again Thursday with the uh, the shooting homicide of the mid thirty year old gentleman who was robbed uh, basically for his cell phone. He was survived by his uh, two kids, and then um, there was a break in it. And then Saturday we had another uh, triple shooting, and that was at Eubank and I forty right there by the Al Cafe. Uh, one was dead on the scene. Another was transported to uh, UNMH, where he later uh, died at the hospital. And five minutes, within five minutes of that shooting, another shooting occurred at Eubank and Constitution behind the Griffs. Uh, this was not a fatal shooting. It was a gunshot wound to the leg. But nevertheless, they think the two are related because the suspect was described as a black male, and he left the scene on a bicycle. So <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it was a strange one. Uh, the, the scene that Eubank and Constitution and Eubank and I-40 was all over the place. So um, then, of course, they had the shooting. Uh, these are all shooting homicides we were talking about. We had one at Paseo and um, uh, uh, I forgot the cross. San Pedro. Uh, I had that covered. And then Monday morning, here we go. Monday wait, 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 morning. Mike, 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 go back to yes, uh, you just totally ran that one over. Uh, Paseo and San Pedro, what happened there? Uh, Paseo, it was uh, Paseo and Los Ranchos. That was a shooting, and it was uh, another one that was a DOA at the scene. Okay, uh, uh, give us some more details, please. Uh, you know, uh, that, the details that's on about that as sketchy, sketchy as what we're getting from the journal. Not, What's that? Uh, violent Crimes is not releasing a whole lot of information on that because the investigation is ongoing. They don't want to let too much information out there because the perpetrator might know that the how close the PD is to catching him. Whatever happened to Crime Stoppers <laughs> now? Uh, when we were actually putting on APB right, on right, who the suspect was, what he looked like, where did he go? I mean, it's uh, he was. I believe the uh, the victim was transported to UNMH uh, Hospital, which is of course our. Uh, level one triage trauma center in the southwest where he died at the hospital of a gunshot wound in the upper quadrant and then uh that takes us over to monday which i have a little bit more factual information on that was the shooting that occurred at the methadone clinic shortly before nine o'clock in the morning uh and i think it, it may have been just a drug deal that went south or maybe two 
two methadone people didn't like the doses maybe it was a beef that started earlier um but that was a uh, again that was a the, the victim was transported to UNMH a uh, 60 year old male transported to UNMH and he later died at the at the hospital uh, and that again that was a uh, a gunshot wound to the upper quadrant no sooner did I leave the scene there that I went to a, a house in the northeast heights by the law school that literally blew up uh, it, a gas line was ruptured the house was leveled in a very prestigious part of uh, the Northeast Heights or the law school library area on Princeton Northeast. And I was not that scene for five minutes when they found a body floating in the river. So that was Monday. So Monday was a very, very busy news day. Very strange calls, all of them. Okay, Mike, uh, can, you hear me o- can you hear me okay, Mike? Yeah, I sure can. Okay, l- just slow it down when you talk a little bit. We're having uh, some hard times sort of getting through some so you're telling me from the methadone clinic and it probably did sound like a drug deal that goes bad many of these guys who are methadone addicts yeah they take mike let me make my point and then i'll let you come in okay please so okay. uh in the methadone clinic what happens with a lot of these people who are, who are at the methadone clinic doubt mm-hmm. uh, they'll get to a certain dosage so bring it down and they'll sell whatever they don't have, whatever uh, they sell will have left. Yeah, so generally that's what happened. And then the uh, the house uh, blowing up, that did not have any relationship whatsoever to a body floating on the river. That was a separate piece uh, that came in that uh, on that. Piece. Yeah, so uh, do we know whether or not uh, the deceased uh, with the body floating, by the way, that's five deaths we have just counted, five deaths from Friday until Monday morning, uh, with the fifth one being uh, at the methadone clinic. The, uh, is there any determination to how the deceased uh, uh, came to be uh, floating in the river? Um, they're still waiting for a de- de- determination to be made by the medical investigator. Uh, the body had been in the water for quite some time, and so when they reached that stages of decomposition, it's pretty hard to determine the cause of death sometimes. So it could be it could go any way. So five um, over the five over the weekend. Then uh, I believe before the weekend uh, let on, I think we were at ten for the year. Uh, is that correct, Dowd? Before eleven, correct? I thought eleven. But are we also forgetting the one yesterday? There was one at four thirty p.m. Yeah, uh, Tower back. Skate Park. Yeah, let's, not, let's not forget that one. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what happened yesterday? So that would be sixteen. That would make it sixteen, and maybe if we're at eleven before Friday. That would give us five over the weekend. That would give us 16. And what happened at Tower yesterday at uh, about 4.30, Mike? Uh, that was also a shooting. And the victim, uh, there may have been two victims, although I haven't been able to confirm this with the PIO yet. But there may have been as many as two victims at the, uh, the Towner Skate Park. Um, but right now we do know that at least one uh, did succumb to his injuries as a, uh, from a gunshot wound to the chest. So that your your guess is as good as mine as the count. I I keep getting different numbers because I'm not sure which is what. Well, it looks like we're at uh, 17. Matt Claussen, how can we follow you uh, and how can we get uh, your updates? I'm no longer on Facebook, by the way, so I have to listen to you here on the radio. But uh, how do people get a hold of your data and uh, follow your reports? Um, on Facebook, it's ABQ Metro News. And it's just all caps, and you can go there and you can see the latest that's uh, happening in the in the city of Albuquerque, what's really happening in the crime, 
accidents, everything else. So, Eddie, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to more more uh, reports of the same nature. Yeah, well, no, I'm not looking forward to any more reports of the same nature, but I am looking forward to your reporting, sir. You're always doing a good job. I believe that is 17. Uh, great job, Mike, and uh, thanks for being here uh, on that. But 17 on the year. We are 27 days into the year. Uh, let's put this in perspective. Uh, the city of Phoenix uh, has roughly about 3.8 million people. It is the fifth largest uh, city. I think it's the ninth largest metropolis in the country, or eighth largest metropolis, uh, depending upon. We're still waiting for the census numbers. Uh, second fastest growing city, uh, or, or fastest growing city of the uh, top 25 uh, metropolis in the country. In 2019, they uh, through the first uh, 10 or 11 months, they had like 105 murders. 105 murders. Uh, the previous year, in 2018, they had 150 murders for the entire year. We are on pace for a city that is one-sixth the size of one-seventh, I guess you could say, uh, for counting touchdowns, one-seventh the size of Phoenix, Arizona, we were on pace to surpass Phoenix's murders total in a uh, sum, a total number of murders yep. uh, for twenty um, for twenty twenty one. I believe we are currently on pace for one hundred and fifty nine murders. Is that uh, correct? Uh, if, it, if, if we're at seventeen, yeah, uh, that's over two hundred for the year if we keep this pace up. Yeah, and right. don't don't forget the the most violent era of the year, part of the year, usually is in the hot summer. So January is not the time you look to for a plethora of shooting homicides. It's usually the summer. So we're starting off, boom, right out of the gate. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Wow. All right, let's check on uh, weather and traffic uh, before we cut to break with uh, young Rudy Grande. All right, as we put things together, starting with the weather, we notice a good-looking weekend, 50s uh, by Sunday. In fact, they say 57 will be our high that day. <clears throat> Sounding good. 37 right now at St. Pius. It's 37 at Paseo Crossing and 34 at the Rock of Talk. It's just uh, growing slower and slower there on I-40 westbound. The stall at uh, Unser. I'm sorry to check that. It's I-40 westbound right at Coors Road is where the stall is. That's got us bumper to bumper almost back to the interchange. So just budget in a little extra time as you try and get over to the west side. As far as Coors Boulevard itself, still a little stubborn around uh, Montano. And looks like Paseo is going to be an okay drive this evening as you make your way westbound from I-25, pretty much across all the way to Coors Road. This traffic report brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena. They are on Manal, just west of Wyoming, and this is where you get that great salt spa. 20 minutes in that salt spa, and that's going to really take care of any kind of breathing problems that you have. If you have asthma and any kind of uh, uh, problem like that, this is something you got to take uh, advantage of. Also, they are your Canyon Water on the east side. Canyon Water is alkaline water. That's healthy water, and they care about your health at Live Spring at Salon Helena. All right, well, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, let's uh, cut straight to the top of the hour of Fox News. We appreciate uh, everybody being here on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, ABQ.FM on the app, where you can also watch us. And uh, John has just texted in his number. The number, we are on pace for 252 homicides this year. 252 homicides is what we're on pace for. Wow, disastrous. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. I need something sweet. Chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. But not just from anywhere. It must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque, and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks, and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique new world offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. Healthy, tasty avocado toast, scrambles, and sunny side up favorites. Sunny side up, Manola, Louisiana. Sunny side up. Tap to call at sunny.theplaceilike.com. At Revelco of New Mexico, we believe no vehicle should be stolen, period. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device is unlike any other. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. 
charges filed. I'm Lisa Lacera, Fox News. The federal government has indicted three people it says took part in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Federal prosecutors have charged Thomas Caldwell, Donovan Crowell, and Jessica Watkins, all members of the far-right militia known as the Oath Keepers, with conspiring to obstruct Congress. The FBI says messages from the three while at the Capitol are part of the evidence against them. The obstruction charges come in addition to a judge determining the three were dangerous to the community. They were ordered held without bond. No pleas from the accused have been entered. If found guilty, the conspiracy charge could carry a minimum of 20 years in prison. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. This coming as the Department of Homeland Security has issued a national terrorism bulletin warning of what it says is the potential for lingering violence from people motivated by anti-government sentiment after the election of President Biden. The department isn't citing a specific threat, but says there is a heightened threat environment across the United States it believes will persist in the weeks since the president took office. And the president signed another round of executive orders. These deal with climate change. It's a whole of government approach put climate change at the center of our domestic, national security, and foreign policy. The orders create an Office of Domestic Climate Policy, which he says will revitalize areas where oil and coal jobs have been lost, and the president said he will not ban fracking. The president also said a global climate summit will be held on Earth Day. Mel Brooks has released a statement after the death of Cloris Leachman. The two worked together on the 1974 film Young Frankenstein, which Brooks directed, saying she was insanely talented and will be greatly missed. Cloris Leachman died earlier today of natural causes. She was 94. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. To find your balance, keep riding. And if you stop, Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Beach combing, baking cookies, learning French. Aren't these what you'd rather be doing than thinking about your Medicare prescriptions? Well, Walgreens is here to help you get back to it with convenient refill and pickup options. Expert pharmacists to answer all your questions. And Medicare co-pays as low as zero dollars. Zero. Which is also the number of cares in the world you'll have as you stroll the beach, eating cookies, and speaking French. Oh, la, la. Walgreens. Zero dollar co-pays apply to tier one generic drugs and select plans where Walgreens is a preferred pharmacy. Here's in Ohio will start receiving the coronavirus vaccine ahead of schedule. The state of Ohio planned to start giving teachers the coronavirus shot beginning next month, though some teachers will begin getting vaccinated this week as the state rolls out vaccinations to Ohioans 65 and older as part of the same phase after Governor Mike DeWine announced an excess of thousands of vaccine doses with counties needing fewer, in part as the state also says about half of nursing home employees have declined to get the shot. Ohio also reports that hospitalizations are down, allowing an expected easing of the state's 10 p.m. curfew this week. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Georgia Governor Ryan Kemp says the state will get more vaccines each week from the federal government, rising by nearly 26,000 doses or a 15% increase. The announcement came hours after state officials said they may not see a boost in their weekly vaccine allocation until April.
San Francisco School Board votes to rename dozens of schools over what it sees as historical offenses. The vote was 6-1 to one to rename 44 schools because, for example, Presidents Washington and Jefferson owned slaves. President Lincoln for oppressing indigenous people. Current Senator Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat, is on the list over allegations she replaced a Confederate flag torn down when she was San Francisco mayor in 1986. Current Mayor London Breed has said the school board should be focused on reopening schools during the coronavirus pandemic, not renaming them. One board member says the vote sends a moral message. Another says the school should not be named after anyone. School staff and local families have until April to suggest new names. Chris Foster, Fox News. Apple is urging iPhone and iPad users to update their devices to fix security flaws it says might have been actively exploited by hackers. The company called it a serious threat. The update was made available today. I'm Lisa Lacerra, and this is Fox News. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. Time to put things together for hour number three, and we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. Good-looking weekend coming our way. Looks like it should be 57 by the time we get to Sunday. Oh, and I've been meaning to tell you, they've opened up Sandia Crest for skiing this weekend with a 15-inch base. All right, right now, 31 degrees in Santa Fe, 37 in Old Town, and 33 at the Rock of Talk. If you're going to be on Paseo del Norte heading to the far west side, looks like from Kimmick westbound on Paseo, you're under 10 miles an hour. That's that stop-and-go trip. Basically crossing Unser out to Universe. And looks like the drive is starting to recover. They get rid of the stall on I-40 westbound at Coors Road, but still a little bit stubborn coming away from Rio Grande Boulevard. All right, Monty Cigar Shop is who brings you this update. Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche, with the biggest humidor in the southwest, and that really means something for everybody. Temperature control means the largest selection of blends and prices. Over 2,000 types of cigars you can get there. Monty's Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we are up to date. Let's get back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. On AM 1600 KIVA, on your radio, on your app at abq.fm, directly on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. And uh, you can pick us up on your computer at rockoftalk.com uh, as well. D.Dad Muska and I are going to dive right into it, waiting for uh, Rudy. Uh, Rudy's going to, that was the last traffic update. Rudy's got somewhere that he's got to scale to, so we'll uh, get uh, with that. Lots of good text uh, coming in. Thanks for your contribution. Over 235 people listening online. You guys are, oh, gee, Wally. Oh, guys, you're so swell. You really are. Thank you for everything that you're doing, uh, supporting the radio station, working through us uh, through the changes. Very exciting changes to announce on Friday, fully implemented on Monday and uh, moving forward. Uh, the Rock of Talk TV has been, um, you know, really Rock of Talk itself has become its own brand. Um, it's not even a radio station anymore. It's not even just a radio station. It's a television station. It's an app. It is a political cause, if you will. Um, it's a candidate. Uh, it is virtually everywhere. And people... Uh, the number for people who hate me, they will do uh, everything they possibly can not to speak about me, the radio station, or what we have here. Uh, we've been attacked. Uh, our equipment has been attacked. Uh, we've been attacked, and you know we just kind of keep coming. 
I have gotten off of all social media, Dowd, which I'm sure you're very proud of me about. I'm not so sure you thought I was going to get off of uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that. I just had to back up uh, and get everything kind of uh, squared away before I did it and go through the whole entire uh, profile. So I downloaded that. Make sure you guys do that before you guys get off of whatever it is that you're going to get off, whether that's uh, Twitter, Periscope, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, or Twitter. Uh, you've got to go ahead and, and move off of these uh, I, these I've these done my part. I'm, I'm mostly out of all that. Um, I'm finding that I have more time. I, I was never a person who just went through and scrolled through and read everybody's Facebook posts, but I did do it from time to time. It was... So many people, Eddie, I don't even know why we're friends. I mean, I'm not trying to... I mean, some people come through the station, and but I don't know them. I want to spend more time with people I know and I trust, and I don't, don't only know through a, a digital uh, uh, connection, if, if that even amounts to anything. So uh, I'm. it's been a little tough the last 10 days, uh, shutting down Facebook, shutting down Twitter, but I'm getting away from it. And it's not healthy to want to look at your feed and, and, and count how many likes you've got. There's something psychologically wrong with that, not just for me, but I think for everybody. So, so the rise of mental illness yes. uh, coincided with the rise of social media. Yep. People should understand that uh, looking for value outside based yep. upon number of friends, number of likes, comments, interactions, fighting, relationship status, whatever it happens to be, is really symptomatic. And for so many conservatives out there, you guys never really participated. You thought it was a good time to get involved, support Donald Trump, uh, support your political causes. Uh, for you candidates who decided to go ahead and uh, build your platforms, your campaigns, buying lights, tweets, all the rest of that stuff, uh, you know, and putting them at the bottom of your campaign, uh, I will show you how you will lose your campaign uh, based upon you forcing yourself on social media. Social media does not win campaigns. Pressing the flesh, meeting people, name recognition, what you stand for, having a record, that's much more important than your latest quips, commentary, and uh, carefully uh, put together uh, messages that are going out. I can think of one person in particular who is running from U.S. Senate, and uh, I know for a fact that that's all she does is counts the number of likes, shares, and everything else. And there's a lot of you know, platforms and agenda-driven people who have built these uh, conservative causes, and then kapoof, mm-hmm. gone. Uh, Cowboys for Trump, uh, perfect case in point with uh, Coy Griffin. I certainly hope that he's doing well. He's done nothing wrong, absolutely zero in my opinion. Uh, he could have used better <laughs> phrasing, better yep. words, uh, yep. but well within his rights to say what he likes. As an elected official, uh, well, you know, that's questionable, so calling for his resignation, that I can understand. Taking him into a room, uh, detaining him incessantly over and over, uh, after you've already detained him once, had him question, realizing he's not a threat, I think is uh, totally unconscionable, and uh, somebody should be uh, fighting for Coy's, uh, uh, Coy Griffin's uh, right to go ahead and speak, regardless if you agree with him or not. Uh, that uh, poem which I guess they're going to read poems now. They're going to read poems yeah. at the NFL games. Yeah, yeah, We're going to yeah. have messages. They're yeah, going to read poems. Like, what is this? So we need. You know what it is? It's Tom Brady's going to kick Patrick Mahomes' ass <laughs> all over the field is what's going to happen. <laughs> the old man, uh, he's yeah, going to do it again. Yeah, we're going to roll your old bones on out there to kick some more. Uh, but, but you're so right about uh, living. Uh, now, they even call it the people who live mostly online. They have this IRL thing where they mention, oh, this happened to me IRL, meaning in real life as if my regular life is digital. Um, I was at a, uh, I went through a couple of training sessions, a great organization called the Grassroots Leadership Academy, and if you want to train to be an activist, they're a great entity. Um, we, they, they, do, they focus a lot on, on, on social media and the limits of social media, and, they, and one, one, one of the presenters one time said, if you want to know how valuable 
social media is in terms of the real world. Ask your Facebook friends to come help you paint your house this weekend and see how many actually show right. up. I mean, yeah. that is a wonderful example of illustrating the difference between real life and digital life. I think the uh, the phrase keyboard warriors now being pushed aside. Slacktivists, yeah. Uh, if you guys know, as uh, yes, slacktivists, uh, uh, if you are a guru, uh, that's gone, thank God. That was the word I hated the most. Uh, there's a few words that really bother me. Moist, uh, as far as food. I boy, there's a lot of you uh, using words to describe food, food adjectives. If you're a doer, by and large, you don't like you like to taste. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you like. Uh, well, what's the guy who has uh, a really foul mouth? Um, Gordon. Uh, oh, Ramsey. Uh, Gordon Ramsey. The, you know? the guy never describes food. He eats it. He prepares it. It's an actionable item. So for people who do some sort of, some level of uh, food preparation, and they, they, they treat it more as uh, something that they want to describe, and someone be like, just eat the damn thing, it's so good. Like, there's just a, a different way. Like, uh, there is these words that can just go away forever. Guru, moist, all buckets. these other words. I, want an, I want, never want to hear buckets again. What well, is we'll, buckets? We'll break this up into three different buckets. That's very popular now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, the... Uh, the social media gurus, I, I'm glad they're gone. Uh, in this space. Consultants. Yeah. Uh, that, oh. that phrase. Oh. Uh, the, the worst what phrase, if you're a professional and someone calls you a consultant, <laughs> unless you work for the big five, now the big four, right. you cannot be called a McKinsey, consultant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. McKinsey. I, I wanted to work for McKinsey so bad. You know, we could have worked for McKinsey had I done the right things. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I know you could have, for sure, if you had that propensity. As long as I didn't have to interact with that many people. Well, if you wanted to work on business. I mean, uh, these are the smart. Uh, my good friend Jay Block, he works for a management oh, yeah. consulting yep. uh, firm. Um, you can't call Bain Capital, by the way, management consulting, in my opinion, because it's owned by uh, Mitt Romney. Um, Anderson Consulting, McKinsey, Deloitte and Touche. Uh, Touche. Uh, what's another one that would be good? But I always dreamed of being a management consultant. In fact, I, I was aiming in that direction because those were people who were doers who would help people sort of grind it out. And yep. what my, my ambition was and how I got into the corporate world, and we'll get back to the word consultant because that's very important for a launching point uh, going forward. And you're welcome to text in 550-5500. Watch us on TV at rockofalk.tv uh, or go to our Roku uh, channel. Also on Amazon Fire. Um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to learn how these corporate entities ticked. And so I immediately, upon graduating, getting my degrees in political science and economics, like, I don't want to go to three more years of law school. I don't want to have to suffer through this mm -hmm. and have to get myself to a point where, well, now i got to go run for somebody. Like, no, I want to go make money. And it was at the time of the dot-com boom, so it was 98. And I'm like, well, every, like, this guy came and started fixing my computer. Started fixing my computer, and I'm like, well, how much is that, you know? Because he was doing it for my dad. And I'm like, wow, how did you make that? He started telling me about his certificates that he was right. getting. He's like, he got an MCSE and an A+, plus, a number plus. I'm like, I want to know about computers. I'm like, well, that's an entryway. I mean, my degrees are kind of worth nothing unless I want to go to get more school or I just want to, you know, go work up in Washington, D.C. for 24000 or $30,000 <laughs> and work my way up. I want to go make some money. Yeah, so yeah. I went and got my A+, plus. I got my Network+, plus, and then I immediately uh, got my MCSE, which was, was a way to get your MCSE. You get that here in Albuquerque? In Albuquerque, I got I took out a $10,000 loan from uh, Microsoft. Huh? Um, and then I gave that, I literally just got the check and gave it to New Horizons. And they put me through uh, seven weeks of classes, which is akin to going to real estate class. And oh. New Horizons, it was up there 
uh, off of Indian School in Carlisle, where I went, and I got uh, the most valuable one because I wanted to know what network operating system was running all the Fortune 500 companies. And so guess what I focused on? Cisco Systems. I got my CCNA, that certification, uh, and then I got my other certification for my uh, CNA, which is a Certified Novell uh, Network Administrator, CC or the CNA, which was really important to me, and I got it under the operating system 4.11. Well, I started looking up at Dice.com. Yes, we could look up uh, jobs online at that time, and I went to Dice, and there I go, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, people are making forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. So, if you ever seen the boiler, uh, you ever see the boiler room? Oh, Ben Affleck. Remember that? Remember that uh, interview? I didn't know about that time. I think that movie <laughs> came out after me. Um, but I started applying for jobs and started. Uh, there were no jobs here uh, for that time. That's yeah, true. Most of the time in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we didn't have any uh, Fortune 500 companies here. We yeah, don't nuclear have bomb work or welfare. Those are your two choices. <laughs> uh, still to this day, we don't have any of that stuff here uh, as well. Uh, no Fortune 500 companies. No Fortune. No Fortune 1000 to speak of either that have their HQ here. Uh, so I put it out there, and this guy called me from Newport Beach, and he's like. Would you be uh, Would you be willing to go to, to the group interview? I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but uh, okay. I had a good telephone interview. He says, "Be here," and so I had to. I ha- I had to be a resident of Phoenix, Arizona, okay. in order to do it because they would take residents only. Well, I didn't do that. I just literally said, "Oh my God, here's this great opportunity." You know, I'm studying. I'm getting. I've got all my books. I had all my everything I'm doing right in front of me, and I thought I was going to get tested. No, I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of nerds <laughs> who are like. Sitting there, uh, I don't know, there's probably seven, eight, nine, ten of us. I don't even know exactly. We're all sitting around, and this guy uh, walks in. John Byrne, six foot eight, giant, bald headed guy. Um, and walks in, flies in from Newport Beach, says, Hey, we need a new network administrator and uh, desktop support. Oh, those are dangerous words. Dangerous words. Desktop support. I'm like, I don't even, I've, I've been working on a, C, a, a, a Novell network for like. Ten people that use it over at the uh, New Mexico <laughs> Department of Labor for nineteen thousand two hundred dollars a year, and I was all right, right there. I'm just trying to get some practical. Get a job with the state, Eddie. Get I, a job with the state. I literally told the guy uh, Richard was his name. I can't think of his last name uh, right now. I'm sure, sure it's right there. And I literally said, I, I told Richard when I walked in. I said, I really want this job, but I'm literally going to quit in six months. And I told him that. I said, I don't need any benefits, no anything. And I lived on Eighth and Central. Literally six months to the day, I got the job in December, quit in June, oh, wow. got the heck out of there, got the job from uh, C.B. Richard Ellis, a commercial real estate firm. I don't even know what C.B. Richard Ellis was. <laughs> Walked uh, right in, and I hustled my butt off. Not only did I do stuff, the desktop support and all this, but I was like doing everything I possibly can, setting up app databases, which are contact management, Microsoft Exchange, doing data backup, doing all of this stuff, and I was incredibly excited. And you want to know what motivated me day in, day out? The fact that all the people that I was working for all had box seats to the Diamondbacks, to the Suns, and to the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals didn't have a box uh, at that time. I'm like, I'll work for whatever. And then I'd go and I'd make friends with all these guys, and I'd set up their home theater systems oh, or, their, oh. or their LANs, their local oh, area network. network. So that's what I did then. I was not a consultant. I was interested in doing and getting something done. Mm-hmm. A consultant is a certified BSer as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's what a consultant is. Oh, I, I'm a consultant. I charge this much an hour, and I'm a retainer. I'm like, 
Well, who says you should get a retainer for anything? What kind of specialized knowledge do you have or practical experience? or well, Show me your successes. You're only as good as your last job. Or who did you consult for? Who are your clients? Or who are you getting passed around by? Oh, well, this particular person that we're about to speak about has that exact title. Indeed. Her name is Melanie Stansberry. And she is what she refers to herself as a consultant. And there's a lot of people who skirt around with sort of these golden wings as to they've achieved, they've done something. And she's now your legislator. She represents uh, District uh, 28, a district from when she, she just moved into. I, I don't know anything about her, but Dowd got interested in her last week as I was speaking about her, decided to go ahead and peer back behind the curtains. And uh, this is, let me tell you, uh, there's made people, and this is one that is created and made and uh, she is the Democrats' shining star. Uh, and you can go all the way back to her 2009 award, directly from Tom Udall, Mo Udall, and uh, the University of Arizona. I'm sure you were digging into all of that as well, Dad. But uh, uh, without further ado, tell us about the consultant who's rep representing District 28. I think she's a new resident there as well. We might uh, find out. What, what did you still, learn? Still digging. Um, the reason this uh, politician, some people might say, well, District 28, why don't we live in District 28? She is one of, uh, well, I think six or seven now people who are interested in getting that Democratic nomination to replace DOI Deb, Deb Holland, who's going to be potentially uh, the Secretary of the Interior under the Biden administration. So, Eddie, this field is getting more and more crowded. My, my intention was to do a candidate profile for everybody running uh, on the Democratic side. Republican side seems to still be kind of in flux. Um, well, it's, it's me, and I don't know who is going to run. Right, right. I mean, we got um, uh, Jared Vanderdusen or Michelle Garcia Holmes or... I don't know. There's going to be some new names that are uh, popping up. I'm talking to everybody, but I think it's pretty much just going to be me and I would imagine Jared. But, go ahead. Uh, but, but the Democrats, of course, expecting this to be their seat, you know, they, they just have a sense of entitlement now because they've been so powerful in New Mexico for 98 years. And if anything, they're going more powerful lately. So you've got uh, this district uh, House of Representatives, New Mexico House of Representatives for District 28. Uh, her name is Melanie Stansbury. Of course, you also have... State Representative Georgine Lewis, uh, Albuquerque Attorney Randy McGinn, State Senator Antoinette Cedilla Lopez, State Rep uh, Ms. Stansbury, Victor Reyes, who I'm not, I don't know much about him. I'll be digging into him next. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's legislative director. So, um, yes, she's only one member of, of the House of Representatives up in Santa Fe, but she could be your next representative for the congressional district in Albuquerque, representing, you know, 700,000 people. So, uh, she's an interesting figure, Eddie, and I, I've been working on this even before you were tell, talking to me about her because I know someone who ran against her in, in the last election, so uh, her name had come up. And I actually attended in late 2000, I think it's the fall of 2019, the uh, Climate Change Film Festival. You know, I, I go to these things, these lefty things all the time. Well, I used to go to these things when we were allowed to leave our homes. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen? We um, know you did, Dowd. You don't have to hide. You don't, you don't have to hide your libertarian leanings around here. Oh no, no, no! It's not libertarian. It's, I, I usually go to these eco freak ones because you just you've just got to keep an eye on these people. And this was just a you know climate change nuttiness. And she got up. She was led one of these breakout sessions. You know, the, when we have one of these uh, events, it's always cool to have the breakout session, and everybody gets up and moves off to the little room that you need to go to for your breakout session. And Isaac Benton, who uh, is a city councilor and, and really just a colossal doofus, he was supposed to sort of uh, co-run this breakout session with uh, Representative Stansbury, and she ended up pretty much taking over the whole thing. She was... Uh, an interesting person to observe. So my uh, my history with her goes way back. She told everybody in our breakout session, quote, climate policy is what I do for a living. 
Hmm. Climate policy is what I do for a living. So who is Melanie Stansberry? I, I set out to find out who this woman is, and it's uh, kind of interesting. There's not She's not very forthcoming about what her personal story is. Uh, you don't, uh, there's no talk of any spouse of either gender. Uh, apparently there's no kids. Uh, she mentions very little about growing up uh, on her website. She talks a little bit about her mother, no mention uh, of her father at all. I checked her social media, Twitter, uh, that, you know, toxic thing called Twitter. Uh, it's very interesting. Her personal tweets are, are really curious because politicians are very needy people. Uh, they need to be surrounded by sycophants. They need to trot out their family members as props to sort of try to relate to you, the voter. Uh, she's a very solitary person. She kind of reminds me of myself. Um, and I, yeah, the more I observed her, I thought, uh, that's why I call her a lonely girl. She seems to be kind of a a, a lonely girl. Uh, Eddie, I'm still trying to track down her living situation. Uh, she's been She's listed her residence in the financial disclosure forms for the legislature at, as two different places within this overall condo unit. I went to the Bernalillo County tax records. She doesn't appear to own uh, either of these units. I look back through the history. Uh, I, I'm not going to make any allegations. I just don't know. I'm trying to get to the determining. I mean, I think you should know if a person has a spouse, if a person has kids, what their growing up situation was. Are they a homeowner? Are they a renter? You need to have some sort of basic knowledge of who this person is. She uh, is very, uh, uh, very coy uh, about any kind of personal stuff. She calls herself a science, uh, quote-unquote, science professional. Um, I went to look at her academic record. She has a bachelor's degree from St. Mary's College of California. That's in northern California, kind of hippie, hippie town in, in the greater uh, San Francisco area. Uh, she claims to have the degree in what's called human ecology and natural science. I've been trying to dig up what the heck human ecology is, and uh, it used to be called home economics, so they changed it to human ecology and then natural science not really one of those heavy-duty degrees, mathematics, astronomy, geology, biology, uh, yeah, physics, you know, chemistry, one of those real heavy-duty. For her to call herself a science professional with only a bachelor's degree in human ecology and natural science, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Her master's degree is not in any kind of hard science. It's sociology, which... Uh, uh, the less I could say about sociology, uh, the better. It's uh, not a very... Uh, 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 rigorous discipline, I would say, and she's claimed at various times of being a PhD student, to PhD student in the Cornell Sociology Department, uh, and it doesn't seem like she's active in that anymore. So, um, calling herself a professional scientist, I don't know. She claims that she has worked on community develop community development, natural resources, and there you go, science issues uh, for the White House Office of Management and Budget. I believe that would be the Obama administration as well as the U.S. Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources, as well as federal, state, tribal, local, and nonprofit organizations, again, uh, as a consultant. One of those is this uh, left-wing outfit associated with UNM, which she gets some kind of income from. But So she's, she was a swamp creature. She was in D.C. for she, you know, 20 years. But a number of years ago, she came back to her uh, hometown of Albuquerque, and she claims that she was urged to run. You know, politicians always say, oh, people came to me. I was, you know, that was my idea. You know, people are, I'm being drafted for this. So many people came up and said, you've got to run for office. You know, you never really know how, how true that is. But with her connections, uh, with those degrees and, and working in D.C., she was able to raise prodigious amounts of money when she took on uh, State Representative Jimmy Hall in District 28 and 2018. Uh, Representative Hall had been in office for seven terms, 
they hadn't even run neither a primary nor a general opponent, a general election opponent, three elections in a row. She out fundraises this guy who was used to winning more than 60% of the vote. He gets just 46.3% of the vote in his district that he's served for seven terms. Uh, she's much younger, much less experienced, but boy, is she connected and is she well trained. So she knocks off. Jimmy Hall in 2018. She's reelected against a, a very weak Republican candidate in, in 2020. And our friend, Mr. Valancourt, of course, challenged her as well, my, my libertarian buddy. So she's kind of comfortably reelected for that. Um, one thing you can say conclusively about Melanie Stansbury that you, you that is uh, just totally unarguable she is as pretty far left as uh, they come. Uh, we may never learn about the facts about her private life, and there's, I'm sure some of that should be kept secret, even though. She does seem to cultivate this very coy approach. Uh, we do know, uh, according to the issues page of her website, uh, well, let me get, let me just tell you what she voted for as a state legislator. Uh, it's, it's kind of the murderer's row. Uh, she's voted for substantially higher state spending, uh, tax Can you go slower, please? Yeah. Um, uh, the two budgets that, uh, New Mexico's Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has approved, Stansbury voted for both of those. Those were massive increases right before the Rona hit and the oil crisis hit, and we all, uh, went in another direction. So she's a big spender. She's voted for higher taxes, uh, higher income tax, uh, imposing the online sales tax on, on online purchases. She voted to, this is a personal pet peeve of mine. Uh, people may not care as much about this, but the idea that New Mexico should surrender its electoral college franchise, which is what we have done, uh, if, if enough, if enough states follow through on this, on surrendering their electoral college votes, uh, basically pledging to give their electoral college votes for whoever the majority vote winner is for president, regardless of how that candidate fared in your state, in this case, New Mexico, uh, the complete surrender of this. There's a Democratic governor in Nevada who actually vetoed that legislation because he understands that you do not want to give up your electoral college authority if you're a small western state without a, without a big population. Uh, she has voted for the banning of all of the local right-to-work ordinances that were passed in, in 2018 and 2019. So some good economic development policy adopted by counties has now been crushed. She was an enthusiastic supporter of crushing that. Uh, no bigger fan of corporate welfare for green energy, uh, the Energy Transition Act that is already increasing your electricity costs. Uh, some constitutionally dubious measures, uh, donor disclosure, and, the, of course, the domestic terrorism bill that we talked about, I think that was last week. And that, uh, again, slower down. That, that's uh, coming up again, uh, domestic terrorism, some very loose uh, loosely defined, vague, constitutionally problematic provisions when it comes to domestic terrorism. Uh, she's a huge fan of giving your money to Hollywood, uh, Netflix, Harvey Weinstein, all those wonderful people out there. I don't know if any, if I saw, you, if you saw it, I sent you the article a couple of days ago. Some of the folks in Hollywood are trying to jump the line through their power and money to get the vaccine. I guess Harrison Ford was seen, the 78-year-old Harrison Ford was seen getting his vaccine uh, allegation uh, ahead of the line when he wasn't didn't technically qualify in those first rounds of vaccinations. Hollywood people are just the best people in the world. We should be subsidizing them. Uh, Melanie Stansberry is a firm supporter of what she thinks are abortion rights. Uh, she is a huge supporter of the minimum wage. She actually supports a $15 minimum wage on her website, saying that she will vote for it at the uh, federal level. She's even voted for uh, to hike the pay of statewide politicians, people like the state treasurer, lieutenant governor, and, and that sort of thing. So that's the list, the butcher's bill of her bad, uh, her support for truly bad legislation at the statewide level on her candidate website for federal office. Melanie Stansbury says that uh, health care is a human right. She says that New Mexico and our planet are facing an existential climate crisis. Again, she's like uh, most progressives, worried about the weather. 
thinks mankind can control the weather. She says that women must, quote, have the right to make their own reproductive health care choices. And in her view, that includes federal funding, your tax dollars for planned parenthood. Uh, this is the, my big, probably my favorite uh, policy position of hers. She wants to, quote, continue fighting to get money out of politics for campaign finance reform. This is the woman who raised a an enormous, outraised the incumbent, the seven-term incumbent, and outspent him by something like 60% more than what he raised uh, to help knock him off in her first race for uh, elective office, uh, Ms. Stansbury. So she wants to get money out of politics except when the money helps her, I, I guess. Uh, and again, she votes for the $15, she plans to vote for the federal $15 minimum wage, and she tweets Black Lives Matter. Uh, this is as far left a person as you are likely to encounter, uh, just as bad as DUI Deb, if not worse. And of course, her image is carefully cultivated. She's this local New Mexican. She grew up working hard. She's out in the foothills hiking. She's just like you and, and just like me. I would submit, uh, not at all, ladies and gentlemen, I would submit a far-left extremist uh, in the, perfectly you know, in, the, in keeping with people like uh, DUI Deb and uh, is not representative of the uh, values of most New Mexicans. Uh, she's a 41-year-old, uh, has won two elective offices, again, 2018 getting into office in the state legislature, 2020 being reelected. She is not waiting her turn, ladies and gentlemen, with the six or seven other Democrats who think they're going to be the party's nominee. Melanie Stansbury is not waiting her term. She, I, I don't know if she was either the first or the second person to declare uh, her candidacy after DUI Deb uh, announced. Well, her. let me fill in all the blanks here. Yeah, sure. No, you, you, have, the, you know not yeah, at all. I, mean, I, I don't. Know, yeah. Like all this stuff. And for whatever reason, they can't uh, pick me up uh, there on the TV. So we're going to go ahead and uh, cut straight to the uh, overlay uh, here uh, going on. Uh, so, very quickly, let me uh, kind of give you a kind of breakdown uh, on Melanie Stansbury. Graduating from uh, Stevela High School, she's very connected to um, the Coopers uh, as well. And if you don't know that name, you should because it's implicit in uh, politics. Amanda Cooper, right. uh, Tom Udall, uh, she won the Udall Award back in 2009. This is literally somebody who was, you know, groomed all the way, all the way through. Uh, she was groomed all the way through, and uh, she has been set up uh, to get to this point. The interesting things about her have more to do with the fact that Deborah Holland likely would back her versus Cydia Lopez. Oh, interesting. Uh, and the reason that's being is because there was such a fight between Cydia Lopez, Damon Martinez, and and uh, Deborah Holland. So it stands to reason that Holland, given uh, Stansbury's study for environmental impact, Indian impact, all of that other uh, issues that she studied, and uh, you know, going to uh, Cornell, would probably have her pick of who to replace her in that in that race. So um, she's probably going to have somewhere upwards of uh, one and a half million dollars. I yep. uh, would probably say she's. Uh, well over 700. I don't know if it's actually legal for her. She is claiming and making claims to raise money. So if we go for, for Melanie for New Mexico, legislators actually cannot raise money during the legislative session. And she's attempting to do that right now. So that might be a little bit of a problem. with might apply to only state races, though. Maybe she's getting a loophole through a, a pl running, asking for money for a federal race. So we'll see. I don't. I still don't think. Okay. I don't. Still don't think you can uh, do anything in any. Uh, we'll have to sort of double check on on all that stuff. But you know, the thing is, uh, for Melody, is she's been vetted on a national level. She is one of Obama's, um, you know, local connections, and she's got the most powerful. All that money that you see that's raised for her is coming from outside the market. Yep. 
So that's really uh, what's here. And don't think that this is uh, this is small potatoes. So uh, for the very first time, uh, I understand that uh, Susanna Martinez doesn't normally raise her her profile out of nowhere, and she just was on Newsmax about uh, 30 minutes ago. So I expect Susanna Martinez to jump into the CD1 race, uh, and uh, it's going to be an inside-the-party deal. Now, what is going to happen is, like it happened in 1998, is there's going to be an attempt to try and keep you, the people, once again from picking who is, and, and I'm hated by the party. You guys just need to know that. The people who are Republicans love me. The people who are inside the party, who play the party politics, and the whole thing is being set up, which was set up for this weekend. It, remember, Susanna Martinez is the one who came out uh, to uh, go ahead and do the um, invitation uh, or whatever, the proclamation for Mark Ronchetti to come out. Uh, make no mistake about it, Jim McCluskey has found his candidates very likely to be uh, Susanna Martinez. So I'm pretty sure the people that I've talked to who might be on that side, uh, they already know. They're all very well aware uh, that uh, Susanna Martinez is probably going to uh, throw her hat into the ring for CD1 and come in with name recognition to steal this election. So, and they're going to, that, that's, that's the deal that's ultimately going to be cut between uh, Pierce and uh, Susanna Martinez. That meeting will be tomorrow. I won't be a part of it. Uh, but uh, the one person who isn't named amongst us four, and the names that have been thrown around is me, um, Jared Vanderdusen, uh, and I'm actually the only one who's committed. And then, of course, you have, um, uh, what's her Michelle name? Garcia Michelle, Michelle Garcia-Holmes. And then the fourth is going to end up being uh, Susanna Martinez. Now, they expect to fully run away with this, but if it's put out to the people, I think you're going to have a very difficult time because and Susanna Martinez uh, finished with probably about uh, 36, 37% uh, favorability mm-hmm. ratings and didn't exactly have a, a very good relationship uh, with the media when she was finishing up. Now things may have changed given what's happened with Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, and everything, but I don't know if they'd, you know, the Democrats on their end would, would like to see Susanna Martinez represent them up in Washington, D.C., plus... Uh, the RNC might like to see that, but I can guarantee you one thing, uh, the Donald Trump Republicans would not be voting for uh, Susanna Martinez, especially how, uh, I believe, hateful uh, she was towards the president for much of that time. So uh, expect that uh, news to be surfacing and to be coming out. Uh, if uh, Peggy Aragon, Mueller Aragon, is not stepping in, and this is the telltale sign, and I literally just texted somebody like three minutes ago, I'm like, you know, don't think that I'm not picking up on all this stuff or hasn't already been thought about this. So, you know, just be very aware. You know, uh, Susanna Martinez lives here in in this city now, uh, taking care of her, I think, sister? That, would that be, I think she was taking care of her sister. Yeah. yeah, so, um, and, I, and I, I, I like Susanna, uh, having the one time that I met her. I thought she was a pretty effective governor. Um, but she, of course, is looking for a job. I'm surprised. How is it that she did not get a job uh, in the corporate world? Mm-hmm. How is it that she did not get a job uh, being a CEO of a big company yeah. mm-hmm. uh, coming out of this? With that role you know, I mean, if that was Michelle uh, Luhan Grisham, well, she would make money. <laughs> she'd be set up absolutely <laughs> everywhere. So I think it speaks a lot to uh, her reputation uh, sort of going forward. So we'll take uh, your text. Sorry you can't see me at the very end, uh, Eddie. Uh, Charles V. Hill, her husband, uh, Hawkman V. Hill, was the president of the New Mexico State Bar. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Okay. Big lawyer. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, uh, Melanie knocked doors 2018 to come off personable and let Super PACs smear her opponents both elections. 
votes for everything uh, in MLG's way. She does. Uh, she wants New Mexico legislators to be paid. Uh, had no clue New Hampshire only pays theirs $200 when I told her. She's not aware of very much, folks. Uh, Eddie, I won't be voting for Susanna Martinez if she runs. I'll never forget how she snubbed President Trump. I mean, and that's like wow. the, the big part. I, I'll never forget how she expanded Medicaid, and that's why I never vote for her. <laughs> but uh, we each have yeah, our own reasons. We actually have the number one. That, was uh, on the that will page. be Friday's piece on, on rockatalk.chat. We yes. are the worst <laughs> state yep. in the entire yep. country. Yep. We have more yep. people who are Medicaid dependent. And yep. you can Working on it right now. Susanna Martinez for that. Uh, yep. Eddie, thank you, Eddie, for once again asking Dow to slow down. He gives good information, but hard to follow. People really want to hear what you say. But uh, just slow, slow it down. Uh, the piece is available at www.rockoftalk.chat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eddie, I guess I can't get gas money from my buddies when I pick them up from the airport now. <laughs> Excellent. Best comment ever. Excellent. Stansbury, carpetbagger, full stop. Stansbury, sociology, a science that begins and ends with the words should be avoided. Hilarious. Uh, Randy McGinn was married to the late New Mexico State Supreme Court Chief Judge Charlie Daniels. Both she and suing the cops in the city. Another Democrat lawyer representing CD1. At least she passed the bar, though. Ooh, there we go. Uh, Kevin checks in. Uh, Boston Consulting. I've been brainwashed by these types of consulting groups in the past. No longer. Um, oh, wow. This particular guy went to the same exact school as Melanie Stansbury. They have a school of human ecology. Yes. It's a real discipline. Yes. Human ecology that's the fanciest uh, term I've ever heard. Cornell changed its, its home economics p program to human ecology. So it used to be home economics. So is wow. that science? Uh, Eddie, you said you don't like Newsmax, but Stinchfield had Susanna Martinez tonight and Yvette Harrell yesterday. Well, here's what we're... <laughs> Trust me, I ain't stupid. I know exactly what's happening here. I rate Stinchfield in the same class as Tucker Carlson, by the way. Both ladies were outstanding. Um, Eddie, if you're a gambling man, I will put $100 on Kansas City against your Buccaneers. They're not my Buccaneers. I'm uh, Brady my, fan. He's my Tom Brady. Trumpsters, be warned. The establishment of Washington are trying to make laws that make it illegal to be a Trump supporter. They're calling them terrorist laws. They're trying to declare us Trump supporters terrorists. Both parties are behind it. Yeah, uh, the, the RNC absolutely hates Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at who the head of the RNC is this year. Thanks for the info of the 205 restaurants that have closed down, Eddie, but realistically, can't the restaurant association put a dollar amount on the damage? Not just millions and billions, but some of the best estimate number. It would help if the restaurants would survey each restaurant and get a good estimate of their losses of not being able to open. Same would be true of the doctor, dentist offices, and then each industry. Add that amount to the funds distributed by unemployment funds. After all, the pot has been emptied. When you come up with the best estimate, can people really get the idea of the monies that Grisham and Keller have cost New Mexico? Of course you can offset that loss with the gain in the coffers by the amount of abortions performed, as the profits made by Walmart and other big stores. In Texas, where the restaurants are 75% open, the people are saying it's like operating at 50% because of the distancing requirements. And that's uh, from Sandy. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have to factor all these things uh, into account. Uh, Eddie, you need to take the stupid licensing stuff out of the links and other PRV-regulated vehicles, too. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie, enjoy your newsworthy analysis, as I always do. Uh, some Spanish music station is coming in over you. Keep up the good work. Have to use the app more often, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Uh, please share with everyone. Don't know what the link is. Danelle says, restaurants need to be open. Grocery store employees, my brother being one of them, seem to survive despite all of the person to, and person to person customer Excellent traffic. point. Excellent also, dentist point. offices are open. They work in a client's mouth. <laughs> Somehow they are surviving. Where's the statistic? The statistics for COVID diagnoses in these areas and the number of deaths. Uh, 
Eddie, it gives me no joy to say this because as much as I support Carol's outstanding work for the F&B industry, she is being set up to fail. This is nothing more than pure, pure antanical political posturing from MLG. The governor's criteria is not based in science with social engineering. There's no point in testing as PCR testing is beyond useless and even the WHO now admits it. In fact, uh, you have to get uh, a double confirmation. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, double confirmation. Okay. Independent businesses owners cannot rely on permission from the government of when to open up. We the people can assess our own risk. We cannot legislate ambiguity no matter how much we try, and it's certainly not the job of the government to micromanage us to death, which is what they are now trying to do. Open New Mexico right now. That's from Peter. Uh, Dave says, government shakedown run by elected criminals. MLG's 48-inch turquoise. And so, oh, that was funny. I read that earlier. Brian steps in with doubters repeating globalist talking points about car ownership. Maybe or maybe not by mistake. What, what is he... T- uh, no, the, the texture is confusing. Making a buck from your car from uh, the, the Great Reset where you won't own anything anymore. This is a business model, sir. Got it has it. nothing to do with the Great Reset. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. Just ordered my pillow gift for the friend. Uh, thanks for mentioning uh, and how you enjoyed visiting Dr. Summers today. Hey. Wow. Also, I had an appointment with Michael Trujillo. Positive energy. All thanks to you. That's what we're here for, making your life a little bit better each and every day here in the Kiva. Thanks for uh, checking in with us here at 4 p.m. here in the Kiva. We'll return tomorrow at 4 p.m. And uh, we'll be checking back with you at rockoftalk.com on your computer, Rock of Talk TV as well on your Roku device, Amazon Fire. You can uh, find us on your app at abq.fm or just listen to us on traditional old radio at AM 1600 KIVA. Bill O'Reilly next.